RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Friday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight, my good friend and returning guest, Nate Kane, of course, FBI whistleblower and current West Virginia House candidate. We're sending this boy to Washington, so get ready. I want to give a big shout out to God's Guy. If you're out there right now, I see you in the chat, buddy. Good to know you are here. Hope Gina and you are doing well. Also, Grifter Elite, thanks for hanging out. Trisha, always good to see you. Proud Navy Patriot, what's good? ZBM, keeping it comfy very early. Marine Jane. K Sako 8, it's West, and Vict- Victim No More. Oh, yeah, there we go. Victim No More. All right. So, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. And I'm always looking forward to a healthy conversation with my buddy Nate. Let's see what's going on with the race, how the competition is sizing up, and. Obviously, we've got no shortage of topics to discuss from current events, things that Nate is likely going to have to address once he gets to Washington, D.C. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufactured Manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot owned lab. ESS 60 is the upgraded version of the carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 evo and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout simply go to c60evo.com forward slash red pill 78 and then when you're there use code red pill 78 for an additional 10 percent off your entire order once again that's c60evo.com forward slash red pill 78 and when you support my sponsors you support this channel all right guys welcome back thank you so much for being here with us and as a little background Mood setting. We've got a very special presentation, a debut, if you will, 
This is, as far as I know, the world first debut of Nate Kane's first song. It's called Raisin Kane. You want to set it up for us here at all, Nate? Anything else we can say? Sure. Sure. So um, I had a, a friend of mine uh, who is a, a country singer, songwriter down in Nashville. Um, you know, he, he contacted me and said, hey, man, you know, what can I do to help your campaign? And I said, hey, I got some lyrics and I need some music to it. Uh, is that something you can help me with? So I sent him the lyrics. Uh, he wrote the music. His name's Aaron Holt. And um, and so he put together an awesome song. And uh, so you guys will get to hear it first tonight. All right, let's turn it up. Those around us be deceived. Yeah, the fight is at our doors, no matter who we believe. Corruption, lawless day and night, we'll speak the truth into the light. We'll bring the battle, heed the call, watch the whole thing fall. We gotta raise some cane, show the lies, break some chains and make things right. Feel the power, be the change, the time is now. I got to tell you, Nate, I can already see you coming out on stage with the lights, the crowd, the bass pumping, and uh, and a big American flag on the screen behind you. <laughs> it's got a catchy tune, that's for dang sure, this and it's got great, great lyrics. I think. Yeah, yeah. So are you going to be using this just in your uh, in your campaign ads? Are you going to be doing rallies and stuff? Uh, yeah, you know, I want to get this song out there, man. I mean, it's like, to me, this is a, it's a universal song for our time right now. Yeah. And uh, it's something that I think a lot of people can, you know, can uh, uh, identify with. Uh, we've got problems right now, and, and it's time, man. We've got to get off our butts. We've got to do something, you know, and it's kind of perfect. You know, it goes obviously, uh, and plus, too, it's a great thing if people are saying my name and singing the song. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's exactly what you want. All That's right. right. Uh, let, let me give a big shout out here, first of all, to Abe Froman over on Rumble. He's now a monthly supporter. Really appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much for doing so. Uh, he says, I love the show, Zach. It's great to have a place to go where people don't judge my tinfoil hat. No, uh, we will never judge you for your tinfoil hat. And uh, I have to say, in the modern world, I really don't think that there's any other way to exist, Nate. We were talking a little bit before the show about some of the other programs that I do, and there has really been a phenomenon in recent years where the speed of the news cycle has pushed the things that we talk about from the realm of conspiracy theory to the realm of objective fact, like so quickly, much quicker than it would have at any other time in history. Usually we're talking about years, we're talking about decades, people start to catch on to something, things are talked about in the background, and then eventually it filters out after FOIA requests and all of that take place. But because of the situation with the federal government, the FBI, the DOJ, persecution of people like us, uh, it has really caused this cultural zeitgeist. People have awoken in a way they never did before. Definitely. You know, right now, man, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable, you know, what has been happening in terms of just the, you know, the all the suppression that we went through, you know, in terms of uh, censorship and the way that the uh, the left tried to, you know, silence, uh, you know, conservative voices and, and uh, you know, patriot voices. And uh, I mean, that's what January 6th really was all about, man. It was about, you know, the, the government's final attempt at trying to, you know, 
scare us all into never again assembling to make our grievances known to our government. It almost worked. You know, I mean, almost in in the wake of January 6th, I mean, it was difficult, like just trying to get people comfortable with the idea of of congregating again, of of making your voices heard there. I felt like there was this general attitude of, you know, people were afraid they're they're true. Like I know from my perspective, uh, going to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. I thought it was a, 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 a march with a bunch of patriots, people coming together and to hear President Trump speak. And we wanted to show our support never in my wildest dreams and never in the wildest dreams of any of the people that were there with us. Uh, did we think that it was going to go down in the way that it went down? And I, I just I remember sitting there watching it and the very instant that I knew that it was a setup, uh, you know, there, it was, it was too late. You know, I mean, you're surrounded by millions of people and, and, and you oh, look at this, <laughs> uh, my, my, something is going on with, uh, Apple's, uh, operating system. They, they've started popping these pictures on. Uh, but anyways, uh, when it started going bad, I mean, it was just something that I, I just don't think had ever crossed my mind. You know, I mean, especially after what happened in the summer of love, right? I mean, we yeah. we watched uh, the the treatment that that police and law enforcement got from the crowds. Uh, we watched them commit all kinds of uh, random acts of violence and crimes, and nothing <clears throat> happened to them. And it was almost like the police in Washington D.C. were just itching for the opportunity. Uh, to bust the batons out, to to start uh, uh, shooting rubber bullets, to start pepper gassing and and throwing flashbangs. There there was almost a, a a release of tension. I felt like they were waiting for the okay, and our own government gave it to them. No, the whole thing was a setup. Yeah, and uh, I've been on a few uh, Twitter Spaces lately, and um, one of the things that I heard about that I had not heard before. I mean, obviously everybody's you know wants to see the footage. Release And I hope our new Speaker of the House will do that. Um, but one of the things that uh, was mentioned by TK, uh, who is, um, uh, he's one of the, he's a former uh, uh, police lieutenant with the uh, Capitol Police who's, mm-hmm. you know, oh, come Tariq. out and, and yeah, yeah. Tariq, yep. yep. And he's he started speaking about it. And he mentioned the other day in a Twitter spaces that, uh, you know, just as important as the footage getting released is we need to see the non-disclosure agreements that the officers had to sign. Ooh. <laughs> They're hiding information in there. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and so, I mean, it's, it, it's pretty bad. So, you know, this is one of the things though, by the way, whether it is deprivation of rights under color of law, you know, that, that is ultimately the crime that's been committed by, uh, you know, the, the federal police, by the FBI, by these, uh, um, you know, prosecutors withholding information uh, because they denied, you know, the, you know, de- they denied January 6ers their due process. Uh, it's also, um, you know, even some of these judges, quite frankly. So one of the things that I'm hoping to do, Lord willing, I get in there, I want to, you know, encourage the members of Congress uh, to enact an Article One tribunal under Article One, Section 8, uh, I think this is necessary in order to adjudicate, uh, you know, it's, its intention is to adjudicate agency issues. We already have several of them, but most of them um, are not even really used for what Congress intended them for. Nate, can you go and into in, detail? On, I mean, it, it just define sure. define that for us so people have the full framework. So what this is, is this is a special court 
that is set up by Congress. Congress makes the appointments of the judges. The judges, because of that, they're not permanent. Uh, they can be removed. And it still falls under the authority of the Supreme Court, but it does not have to fall under the authority of any other court other than the Supreme Court. And and that's the way I would prefer to see it. Um, it also has uh, uh, the ability for Congress can can basically shut it down by, you know, bringing their salaries down to zero. <laughs> and so it has the ability to make it go away if it gets out of hand. But what its purpose is, is to adjudicate agency issues. So in this case, what we have is we have a, a federal law enforcement uh, that has a law on the books called deprivation of rights under color of law. Mm-hmm. Uh, this covers everything from free speech, you know, to uh, freedom of religion, uh, you know, to uh, due process, uh, you know, our protections against uh, illegal search and seizure, you name it. If it's in the Constitution, that's what it's there to protect. And it has some teeth. But unfortunately, we don't ever see it used. <clears throat> there have been multiple cases um, one of the things, obviously, the January Sixers being deprived uh, evidence uh, necessary to give themselves a, a proper defense. Uh, they've been denied their right to bail. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been denied their right to a, uh, you know, a jury of their peers. <clears throat> they've been denied um, a speedy trial. Uh, all these things are mentioned in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's the due process laws. Uh there's also evidence now, and this came out from a federal judge uh, that announced uh, this was, I want to say it was a month and a half ago, um, a judge uh, released information that there were over 257,000 illegal searches using a tool known as uh, Section 702 of FISA. Mm-hmm. Why that's important is because there's something called the fruit of the poison tree. And if the government utilized illegal tools to find out, uh, you know, who these Americans were that were there, uh, then the question, you know, begs the question, how are these people in jail? Uh, because, you know, they essentially, they, they utilized an illegal tool set that's never intended to be used on American citizens. Because, by the way, there was a lot of innocent people mm-hmm. that had this tool used against them. It turns out they also used it against not only those on the right, but those on the left that were up there at the George Floyd protests. Mm-hmm. So this is an issue that is a bipartisan issue. Uh, I intend to bring it up. I intend to encourage not just the Republicans, but Democrats as well to be concerned about this, because what we don't need in this country is a police state. No, absolutely. And what FISA stands for is it stands for the Foreign, Foreign. Intelligence Surveillance Act. And yet it has been used over and over and over again on American citizens illegally. When I signed my non-disclosures, when I worked at NSA, NSA uh, in order to have access to use that tool in, in accordance with my job, um, I was part of a cyber protection team uh, detached to uh, NSA. I was with the, the Marine Corps. And our job was to go after hackers that were hacking our national critical infrastructure. But we were warned that if we violated, uh, you know, the law and utilize these tools uh, to, you know, spy on American citizens, that we would go to prison for it, 10 years. So, you know, the fact that nobody's gone to jail for this uh, is is absolutely, it's a, a total breakdown of law and order. Uh, it is not a justice department anymore. Uh, I think, uh, you know, once, and, and unfortunately, we do need to take back the Senate in order to to get justice, because uh, especially in regards to 
impeachment process. But, you know, impeachment is something that can be used on these judges as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it can be used on, uh, you know, a lot of these public officials. And honestly, I, I think it's going to be necessary uh, if they don't get fired by the next uh, you know, incoming president. Uh, they need to be brought uh, brought to trial, uh, especially in cases of where they you know, willfully uh, hid information uh, or deprive uh, American citizens of their rights. Well, and Nate, I think it's important for people to understand where would the judges for this tribunal actually be chosen from? What's the pool? Because and would the court be would the tribunal be based in Washington, D.C., or could it be based in any far flung area of the United States, because, you know, immediately comes to mind the situation with current January 6 cases in Washington, D.C. That district is just overloaded with Democrat leftists, uh, you know, radicals, people who are are not giving the January 6 defendants the sort of uh, uh, treatment and uh, and preservation of the rights that they deserve and and and, uh, you know, by all uh, accounts should lawfully be able to expect because of their political leanings and because uh, it's just it's poison. It's I mean, talk about fruit of the poison tree. I mean, that is the poison tree. D.C. is a rotten apple. Yeah, you know, that, that's a very good point. I'm actually glad that you brought that up because I hadn't even you know really thought that through. But you're right. Uh, this court should be uh, held not in Washington, D.C. Uh, it can be held anywhere. Um, there are federal courts all over the, uh, you know, the United States. And so uh, I think it would be good to put it, you know, somewhere in a, uh, you know, like maybe West Virginia, even uh, that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be great. The other, <clears throat> the other thing, uh, the other thing though, too, um, now I had thought about uh, the judge pool. I, I would prefer to not see anybody who is currently a part of the bench uh, made one of these judges. Um, I, honestly, I think uh, the system is so corrupt and we don't know. Here's the problem with the way that section 702 works. It basically turns your phone into a listening device, a Mm -hmm. spying device, a tracking device, uh, you name it. Uh, It's all your digital data online and on your phone. uh, And it it gives access. And um, I don't really want to say more than that, but I'll just say that it is very, very intrusive that's why it is not allowed under the law to be used on American citizens because it's warrantless. It is warrantless searches. So um, we don't. You know, so when you think about that, if they've been abusing it to the tune of two hundred and you know fifty-seven thousand, and that's what a judge said, an IG said it's been millions, <clears throat> millions. Well, I, and I, I, I think it's. I think it's more likely millions. I know. I'm pretty certain it is, because even before this revelation was made, there was already wasn't there already a series of cases where it was determined that that's right. Agents and, uh, you know, people in Intel. Well, Carter, were, they were Carter going Page to their was kind of the first one that, that really got exposed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but even before um, that, there was these guys were using it to look at people's naked pictures and, and to spy on their ex-girlfriends. Yeah, and that's stuff. true. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so that's what when I went through, that's what we were warned about mm-hmm. was, you know, like. Uh, they had mentioned there had been a, some cases of guys that had used it to spy on their girlfriends or yep. their you know wives or vice versa, you know, to see if they're cheating or you know things like that. Um, and and they said, look, you do this, you're going to go to jail. Well, now we know they don't send people to jail. Yeah, they're not going. Uh, to they jail. don't even charge them. Uh, they don't even give them a slap on the wrist. And in fact, um, I would I would not doubt that there are a number of judges, maybe Congress, you know, members of Congress. Uh, that are compromised by blackmail. Mm-hmm. 
So if they can't bribe them, then, you know, what's the likelihood that they're being blackmailed? No, absolutely. So, you know, this is why it's so dangerous. Um, the, the tool has to be done away with. I, I don't trust it in the hands of, of anyone at this point. Yeah. Certainly no domestic agency should ever see anything that comes out of, of uh, you know, you know, these types of tools, which, you know, fall under the, the uh, intelligence community. And I'm of the opinion now that the FBI should be completely removed you know, from all uh, intelligence uh, capabilities. Amen. Uh, they they don't have any, uh, there's no need for it. Um, I really think that, uh, you know, it needs to go back to the way it was, if it's going to remain at all. Uh, the FBI does have some important functions. There are some things that, um, you know, truly are, um, you know, they are, are interstate uh, matters that, you know, do need, you know, somebody that, that can, you know, work in both states in terms of jurisdiction. But the reality is, is we have state police officers, we have uh, state troopers. Uh, why do we have an FBI? We really don't, I don't think we need it. Maybe we need a, uh, you know, 10% of what the FBI actually is uh, in order to do some uh, you know, interstate, you know, type uh, human trafficking type cases and things like that. Well, and, but and they certainly... Each of those states have their own like Bureau of Investigations too. You know, That's I mean, right. why can't right. why can't they just interact at, uh, at at an agency level? You know, why can't they have uh, an agreement to share information or or an, and, an they can. And, and they can and they can. Exactly. In fact, I saw one. Uh, my company was hired by uh, uh, by Los Angeles District Attorney's Office Bureau of Investigation, their mm. own bureau, and they had an interstate uh, agreement that was written up so that they could arrest uh, Eugene Yu in Michigan. And you had, uh, I think it was four different, um, you know, law enforcement, uh, agencies all working in cooperation with one another. So, so Nate, did anything else ever come from that case? It's been a long time since I've heard the name Eugene Yu, And I feel like he just slunk off back into the swamp. Yeah. He's in Malaysia. Oh. So uh, his <laughs> opportunity to get out of the country, you know, he, yeah. he left. Sure. Um, you know, there's stuff that's going on uh, uh, in the in the the legal realm. I can't really get into any details on it, but um, I'll just say that uh, it's not over. Okay, all right, that's good to know. Uh, Kathy Lyer, uh, thank you so much. She says I'm giving you support because of Red Pill Girlfriend. Your husband is awesome. Thank you for sharing him with us, and I appreciate him, all of his shows, and on Badlands. Thank you so much, Kathy. I really appreciate it. Um, so there's uh, you know an idea that you brought up there. Um, in regards to, uh, you know, at least partially disbanding or perhaps taking away uh, some elements of the FBI's jurisdiction. I think a lot of people watching the show right now think that the FBI is just too rotten to the core at this point, And perhaps it does need to be disbanded and we need to have something else uh, moved into its place. And I and I, I you know, a, a very specific story broke this week about various FBI field offices around the entire country from sea to shining sea, no fewer than 40 known, uh, reliable, confidential human sources right. who were providing evidence and information in an investigational sense regarding crimes, a variety of crimes committed by Joe Hunter uh, Frank, Jim, the entire Biden crime family and the Washington, D.C. field office either discredited those confidential human sources, stopped working with them, uh, probably stopped providing protection for them if they were getting it. Uh, and then they just completely buried the investigation. So that show breaks. 
Excuse me. That sounds very familiar. It sounds so freaking familiar. And <laughs> I mean, that's, and I, it's that's like, basically what the basis of my whistleblowing complaint was yes. on. Uh, I filed a whistleblowing complaint six years ago on the basis of uh, obstruction of justice by senior leadership at the FBI mm-hmm. and then the DOJ. Uh, bottom line is, is they basically they knew they had they saw the evidence. Uh, they had the evidence and they had a conversation where they said, you know, let's uh, I think Hillary Clinton's going to be elected and we don't want her coming after us. So we're going to just shut down this investigation. By the way, all of that is talked about on page 78 of Durham's report, Mm -hmm. including he doesn't get into the specifics like I have. But um, basically, it was a lot of suspicious activity reports, uh, which were produced by FinCEN, where they had the entire money trail showing uh, uh, money laundering public corruption, securities and exchange fraud, and terrorism financing. All of this going on through and in and out of uh, you know Hillary Clinton's uh, charities. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, yeah, exactly, <laughs> charities with air quotes around it. And then, uh, then the other thing that happened was, was that, uh, uh, you know, they had all this information. They had analyst notes. The analysts had, had determined a high credibility of uh, criminal activity under those four charge codes. Then uh, the next thing that happened was uh, they had, uh, there was also an intelligence report. Now that intelligence report is the one that I was asked by Devin Nunez, a senior staffer to go back in and find. And, uh, and that report, basically it had, uh, it was, it had all the evidence that was dated showing that um, the company Rossatom was in fact dirty uh, that they had surveillance photos on, um, you know, Vadim Mikorin and 10X and uh, Rosatom, the Russian energy company, was involved in a, a bribery and kickback scheme in order to get uh, win contracts for uh, transportation of our yellow cake uranium. So yeah. they were trying to infiltrate our uranium supply chain. And then if Hillary Clinton basically gave them the keys to the kingdom when she was elected as secretary of state, because uh, she, of course, you know, had the um, she was the chairman of the CFIUS committee, the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S. So the people involved in that, by the way, that this document showed uh, were involved and knew about it were all the people that I blew the whistle on, mm-hmm. which was uh, it was, um, of course, uh, uh, Mueller. Um, you had uh, uh, Michael Atkinson, the ICIG, who at the time of that, uh, at the time of the the Rossatom uh, investigation. He was the head of uh, public corruption. Um, you had, uh, of course, Comey, uh, who was the deputy. Uh, he was the the deputy director of the FBI at the time, and Robert Mueller being the FBI director at that time. And you had Rod Rosenstein, who mm-hmm. was, you know, at the time I blew the whistle, was the uh, the deputy AG. But at the time of you know the investigation of that, he was the lead. Uh, U.S. attorney involved in investigating that case. Interestingly enough, after it came out, what I had blown the whistle on, all of a sudden they bring charges against 10X. For like nine years, they basically had done nothing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once they got exposed as to what they had basically been hiding, then all of a sudden they bring charges. Better better cover our asses at that point. So uh, mm-hmm. so my, my question is, Nate, did did any of the information that you turned over uh, overlap with the recent revelation about the various investigations into Joe Biden while he was 
vice president so, because obviously you, this was during the Obama administration. Yeah, so so there's some interesting information that has come out. Um, it's hard to know because uh, obviously uh, everything that that gets put into these files is classified. Um, so you know, Comer's not likely going to release you know enough details for me to know. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember when he gave his first press conference, he mentioned a company that was related to uh, the money laundering. It was like a shell corporation. That company sounded awfully familiar, mm-hmm. like it was involved in one of the, you know, the SARS that I had um, on Hillary. Um, so it'll be interesting when more of that information comes out, I'll, then I'll have a better idea. But without a doubt, the way that they were money laundering, the way that they were using charity fraud to basically move money around from foreign countries that are not our friends uh, into you know, their personal um, foundations and charities and whatnot. Uh, it, it's like, you know, they were reading the same script, you know, and, and following the same procedures. So, um, yeah, I don't know why they have not brought impeachment charges. Uh, I'm, well, I, let me take that back. I know why they haven't done it. Uh, some will claim that it's a, a useless, uh, you know, thing to do right now because you've got um, you know, you have the Senate in, under the control of the, you know, of the uh, Democrats. Mm-hmm. But my argument would be it doesn't matter. It's important that that happens and it needs to happen before this next election, because the American people, both on the right and on the left, have a right to know uh, if that if there was criminal activity that was going on, which I believe there was, mm-hmm. uh, which Comer has stated there was. And he certainly would know from looking at the evidence. Uh, I think this information needs to come out yeah. and it needs to come out so that the American people can make a decision. It's not too late. It's not too late at this point for the Democrats to pick a better candidate than Joe Biden mm-hmm. to run in the primary. Um, but, you know, it's we don't have much, you know, there's not much time left, you know, for them to do that if they're going to do that. But they absolutely, uh, you know, should uh, bring impeachment charges so that uh, so that the people can see what's going on. No. And I, if they decide to run with uh, Joe Biden as their candidate, uh, you know, then at, at a minimum, it will damage him politically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, look, the Democrats did it to Trump yep. three times. Yep. And they did it on bogus reasons. They did it on on things. You know, they brought impeachment charges on him knowing they weren't going to succeed. Mm-hmm. And they were not even, you know, they were completely baseless. Yep. You know, I mean, like the Ukrainian phone call. Give me a break. Yeah, uh, they had to change the rules to even make that uh, a. And by the way, the person involved in making that happen was the same guy, Michael Atkinson, yep. who I blew the whistle on. It, you know, it's interesting. All the same people that were involved in trying to set up Trump with Russia collusion were all the that exact same people who I blew the whistle on, who were involved, uh, you know, several years ago in in the uh, uranium one deal and were involved in covering up and hiding hillary clinton's crimes the the it, true russian colluders the true russian colluders that's and, right. that's and, right. and i mean this is always about projection it's always been about projection uh, trying to pin their crimes on president trump before the public realizes that they're the ones who actually did it uh, case in point it turns out that the classified document scandal surrounding mar-a-lago Joe Biden had been discovered with these classified documents some nine months before the FBI even came in and started looking into Trump. And it was, in my opinion, uh, it it was a a direct response 
to their knowledge that this is going to come out at some point. So in order for us to have a pass and make it look like, oh, you know, this is just kind of something I did accidentally, but Donald Trump is a bad guy. We've got to go after Donald Trump and we've got to charge him oh, with all these felonies. Yeah, may, maybe Donald Trump should, uh, you know, should do the same thing Hillary Clinton did. Just pretend that he's unsophisticated and dumb and right. doesn't know what classified documents are, doesn't understand what the C mark means or, you know, what what uh, different uh uh, you know, classification markings mean. What's a Remember, spiff? that's what Hillary did. Remember, <laughs> they said, you know, what about you wiping, you know, your drives? Uh, you know, she goes, what? With acid a cloth? washed, acid washed. You know, she goes, do you, what do you mean with a cloth? <laughs> she played, totally played stupid and they yeah. bought it hook, line and sinker. Yep. And uh, it, well, they knew, they knew that she was lying, but they wanted to give her an out. Yep. You know, it's interesting how Comey stood before the American people. Now she had, thousands of classified documents on her email server. She had seven email chains that had uh, special access programs. Um, for those that don't understand what that is, that means it is above top secret. Yeah. Uh, even if you have a top secret clearance, you don't get to look at it. And when you do need to look at it and you have a right to look at it because it has to do with your job and the need to know, then you have to go to the security manager who will open up a safe, who will then check and make sure that your name is on the inside of that document. You know, there's a list of those who have access to it. Mm -hmm. They'll verify that. Then they will sign that document to say that you are going to now handle it and look at it. Then they carry it. This is inside a skiff, mind you, a secure compartmentalized information facility. They then carry it to a, you know, to basically a reading room that has no windows and one door and it has, you know, specialized, uh, uh, you know, jamming equipment to make sure no electronic devices, you know, are, are are in there. That's how serious that kind of information is. It's the kind of information that if it gets exposed, it gets people killed. They found seven of those on Hillary Clinton's email server. Yep. How in the hell did they get there? Nobody ever answered that. But, but if we're going to be consistent, you know, Comey already said, oh, the FBI would never bring a case you know, against, uh, you know, against somebody for, you know, for mishandling, you know, classified information like this. Yeah. Unless you're so, Trump. Unless you're Trump. So, well, yeah, uh, unless you're Trump. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so how are they going to explain that? You know? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, do they, it, it just blows my mind. Um, you know, what she, she did, she basically committed a violation of the Espionage Act. She did. And, and my friends and I, uh, some of the guys that I've talked to that are, you know, part of my old teams that I used to be on, I've talked with. And, you know, we all agree. We know what that email server was. It was a Dropbox. Yep, yep, That's yep. what I believe it was. Yep. I believe it was a way, place for her to put classified documents and then, oh, hey, by the way, China, you can go look and, and dig in. Because remember, one of the things Comey, um, he, he talked about was he said that that email server had been accessed. They confirmed it. Yep. That it had been accessed by foreign adversaries. Right. And and also right around that time, the CIA mysteriously had all of their assets in China murdered surreptitiously. Uh, we yeah, right. we lost all of those agents. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is uh, this is something that's uh, interestingly dropped recently. Um, Joe Biden's envoy to Iran, who was in charge of the Iranian nuclear deal, who was also in charge of it under Barack Obama, was just arrested and lost his security clearance in his job because it turns out 
he was actually an Iranian spy. There seems to be a large Iranian spy network made up of radical Islamists inside Joe Biden's administration, and it stretches back to the Obama administration. Have, have you uh, looked into this at all? Do you know anything surprise, about it? Surprise, surprise. Yeah, big surprise. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, remember, you know, the Democrats have had a problem with this. Remember uh, the Awan yeah, brothers. The Awan <laughs> brothers, they were inside, you know, the congressional offices, you know, doing cybersecurity work, right? Yep. You know, um, whatever happened to them? Uh, oh, then you, and remember who was involved in that, it was Debbie Wasserman Schultz that was basically the one who was getting them uh, moved around and, and getting them involved. And they were even in some uh, congressional Republicans' offices. Mm-hmm. You had that. Um, uh, you had, of course, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Diane Feinstein that had the uh, Chinese spy that was her driver. Uh, you had uh, uh, Swalwell, who was, you know. Fang Fang. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was, who was uh, having intimate, uh, you know, times with uh, a Re- Chinese spy. I'll just leave it at that. Relations. He had relations. Yes, intimate so, relations. So, so and, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable how any of these people, uh, you know, did not get suspended you know, from Congress, um, how they're still in Congress, because they have access to a lot of stuff. And, uh, and, and anybody that would make that kind of, you know, foolish um, decision, honestly, you know, shouldn't be in a position of power like that. No, clearly not. Clearly not. Oh, and yeah, you've got look at, uh, you know, Gavin, uh, was it Gavin Newsom, you know, flying over to China? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it, it uh, and I think Chuck Schumer as well. Um, you know, China is recognized as a foreign adversary of the United States. Now, I don't have a problem with, you know, discussions and diplomatic, uh, you know, things happening between China and the U.S. So we need to keep ourselves out of a war with them if we can. Um, but uh, I do have a problem where you've got, you know, these members of Congress and, and stuff like that that are going over there and that are buddying up with, you know, China and all of that. Uh, the reality is, is um, you know, we have a diplomatic corps and uh, State Department, and it's their job, you know, to deal with, you know, these kinds of um, uh, countries that are not our friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another interesting thing that popped up the other day, uh, funnily enough, on the same day that it was reported that the FBI had covered up many, many dozens of investigations into the crimes of the Biden crime family, We had a uh, mass shooter pop up, murdering 18 people, uh, uh, injuring dozens more, and the whole story just went away. It was was, uh, uh, a man in Maine, 40-year-old guy, Army reservist. Uh, He had uh, no history of mental illness until this summer, strangely enough. He was fitted for hearing aids, and then as soon as he had those hearing aids put in, he started hearing voices telling him to shoot up. Not only the base, but also these various places uh, where he ended up going. Kind of a strange coincidence, don't you think, Nate? And it plays right. It, it into, is, and yeah. and the fact that nobody did anything when this guy admitted that he was hearing voices. Um, you know, there was a very uh, tragic um, shooting that happened down at the Washington Naval Yard, and I oh, knew I remember. some of the people. Yeah, and he I knew was some hearing of the voices that, too. That What's that? He was hearing voices too. You're absolutely right. Yeah. In fact, um, that's the thing that concerns me is that this is a a 
pattern. It is a pattern. And, uh, and, and in fact, that guy, uh, there were people I knew that got killed there. Sorry. Um, I also, and that I was working in Hawaii at the time, but it was the information management office that, uh, that he went through and he killed the, uh, you know, the IAM there. And, um, I had just been speaking to her on the phone the day before. Oh my God. And so, you know, and then, and then I ended up, you know, after I blew the whistle and I had to go back into, you know, finding a contracted job, uh, I ended up going to work for the Navy and I was working down there at the Washington Naval Yard. So, but the guy, the guy who did that, he had claimed, and he called the, he called the Capitol police the night before complaining that the government was using mind control on him and that they were pointing some device at him through the you know floor of the hotel that he was in and he was hearing voices. Yep. They did nothing. Yep. Um, you know, when somebody is saying that they are hearing voices and those voices are telling them to do terrible things, uh, that's when people should get involved and they should make sure that that person is, you know, placed in protective custody so they don't harm themselves or somebody else. Absolutely. Um, there is a, Something weird happened after I blew the whistle, and I don't know if I've ever talked about this, you know, publicly, but I had a lot of people reaching out to me, you know, on Twitter. I mean, at one point I had almost 200,000 followers on Twitter, and it was daunting to keep track of it all. But there was probably six or seven people who reached out to me on, you know, not as far as I know, they didn't know each other, but they all gave claims that they had had. Uh, that they had been kidnapped by the government, that the government had placed some sort of chip inside their head, and that they were victims of mind control experiments by our own government. Mm -hmm. Now, if I had only heard that from one person, or maybe I'd heard that from a few people that all knew each other, I'd be like, you know, all right, break out the tinfoil. Sure. But in this case, it it was really weird, and I I just thought it was strange. And I, I looked into, I remember looking into one of these people, and she was a doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, like literally a, a, you know, like a family doctor, you know, had her, her, her master's degree, you know, not a, you know, not somebody that you would think would be, uh, you know, crazy. But here's the thing. So I was talking to Bill Benny and, um, and we were just having a conversation on the phone and I mentioned it to him and he goes, you know what? He said he had had a lot of people that had reached out to him. Yep making the same claim. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you've got a number of people that are hearing that kind of thing, when there's smoke, there's generally fire. Now, I don't know if these people are just crazy or if they, or, you know, if they're, what they're saying is true. I mean, certainly we're finding out things now that I never thought possible you know, that our government would do. And uh, so nothing would surprise me. Well, Nate, I mean, we we, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I mean, uh, uh, MKUltra, I mean, that's, you know, on the record, CIA mind control using drugs and other methods. I mean, that was done all over the country. It was done in Canada. Uh, and then you also have uh, uh, admitted <clears throat> programs that were developed to create voice to skull technology, a variety of different methodologies to directly send messages into people's That's heads. Right. So these these voices that people are hearing, I mean, it is plausible that they could be placed in that position. And, yep. you know, and I got to say, based upon I the saw, co- coincidental I saw video. timing. Yeah, I saw a video um, in a college uh, at a college. I don't remember who the professor was, but he had a device that had a a super high frequency 
uh, like with basically a very narrow beam. Yep. And um, and then they could modulate on top of that so that they could literally put, you know, sound into somebody's head. And they were he was moving it around the classroom and all the students were tripping out because they were hearing, you know, this audio uh, in their head. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's absolutely it's not it's not that I think it, it is possible. Yes, it yes. is. The only w- question is, is. You know, are they doing that? Well, I think it would be foolish to to believe anything other than that. I mean, if there is a technology that the government or, you know, an intelligence agency can create that's going to give them an edge or, uh, you know, allow them to control a situation, kind of manage uh, the actual outcomes. And then, of course, the narrative after they're going to go ahead and do it. I mean, these people are acting without ethics and without any sort of morality. It's a very gray area because, of course, it's for, you know, it's God and country. It's uh, it's for, you know, the freedom of the United States of America. You got to crack a few eggs yeah. if you're going to make an omelet. I'm positive that's the way they feel. I need to say thank you to Shelly. Thank you very much for donating over on Ko-Fi. And then also Cranop. He says, Zach, have you seen this yet? Save for later. Sonic. No, I haven't seen this, but I'll go ahead and uh, check it out. Uh, and I also want to say the uh, Robert Card, the alleged shooter from uh, Maine, he was found dead this evening. And there was also a uh, an alleged Discord chat that has been attributed to him. And I just want to read through these statements. Now, it's very clear to me that, you know, either th- this has got to be satire or this is a, 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 a Fed glow up. They have created something so that they can massage that narrative. So allegedly in this Discord chat server that Robert Card was in, he said, I can't stand <clears throat> I can't stand these damn non-whites running our country. They don't deserve to live. I've had enough of this political correctness bullshit. It's time to take matters into my own hands. I've been trained to kill, and I'm damn good at it. These people will pay for what they've done to our country. It's time to make a statement. I'll show them what a true American is capable of. They won't know what hit them. I've got my guns and plenty of ammo. Let's make America great again by getting rid of these scum. I I won't stop until every last one of them is gone. This is my duty as an American. They can't hide from me. I know their patterns, their hangouts. I'll hunt them down and take them out one by one. The army trained me to be a killer, and I'll use every tactic I learned to make sure these non-whites regret ever stepping foot in our country. No one will stop me. I have a mission, and I'll see it through until the end. God bless America. Now, first of all, any self-respecting racist, it's not going to avoid using racial epithets when they're in a private conversation. Uh, Second of all, it's uh, obviously, you know, I mean, they threw in all the hallmarks. This would line Robert Card up right there with uh, Christopher... um, Oh, God, I'm sorry. FBI Director Christopher Ray's uh, 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 white supremacist. Oh, yeah, yeah. White supremacy is yeah. the most dangerous thing in America. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, and then, you know, on top of that, he's talking uh, first. OK, if you're going to try to shoot a bunch of people of color, Maine is not the place to do it. <laughs> it's from right. Of, you know, it's yeah. one of now, the whitest that, areas now, in now the country. <laughs> so that that's that's a very curious um, thing, too. Uh, I don't know. I have not seen any list of the victims or pictures of the victims or or anything like that. I mean, does it look like he was targeting? I mean, from what I understand, he went inside of a bowling alley, right? Yeah, bowling alley in a and, bar, yes, in a small town. You know, um, you know, I mean, in Maine. 
Yeah. Last time I checked, you didn't have a lot of people of color hanging out in a bowling alley in Maine. No. So I I, I doubt the veracity of <clears throat> that. Uh, you know, of that chat. I think that's probably, you know, some Democrat trying to pin this on it's, Trump support it's, or whatever. Yeah, I think you're right. So Wait, I haven't turned it on. Me, you know, like without that. And that's the other thing, too. That sounds like an evil but very sane person. You yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, that that is uh, that's not the ramblings of somebody who's hearing voices in their head. Uh, he didn't mention anything, you know, about hearing voices in his head, uh, you know, in that. So I don't think I don't think that that's attributed to him. And uh, I think that, you know, the time time will tell. But, uh, you know, I would not be surprised somebody trying to push that narrative and, you know, shame on them for that. Well, and um, <clears throat> you know, and, and especially and, taking advantage <clears throat> of people's emotions at a time like this, uh, it, it's evil. Well, there's, you know, I was also mentioning when I was record when I was covering this, you know, as it was happening, you know, we've had a couple of big rulings uh, in terms of the Second Amendment, both at like the uh, the the district level and then and then heading up to the Supreme Court. We're just on the cusp of um, uh, taking away some major powers from the ATF that they have uh, attempted to uh, to overreach, in my opinion. And mm. uh, and so, you know, Robert Card, he's, uh, you know, an army reservist. He they said he was a, a weapons specialist. He was a trainer. But then it came out that he wasn't. But, you know, he's he's obviously using an AR-15. So that plays into the, you know, weapons of war argument that yeah, yeah. California I Democrats. The, I use. saw the, the Biden uh, uh, meme put out after yeah. that about, you know, weapons of, you know, yeah. uh, or, or uh, assault, assault rifles. Weapons. And 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 they just overturned the assault rifle ban in California and the the uh, uh, the reduced capacity magazine ban. So now people finally can go ahead and they're getting to the point where they can buy regular guns and regular mags. And now something like this happens. And it looks like um, at, at the state level, a variety of different places are now trying to take action on that. We've actually got the um, that clip that you had talked about, Nate, and uh, I'd like to play it for the audience just so they can see it. Um, you're not going to be able to see it, buddy, and I apologize for that, but you will be able to hear it. So let me just turn the volume down a little bit and let's go. When I do, it's going to blast out a 65 kilohertz beam. Because the wavelength is so small, it doesn't spread. Because 65 kilohertz has a wavelength like that. So it's going to be, in that sense, similar to a laser. It just comes right out as a beam. Now, how do we make that audible? Well, they put a modulation on top of the 65 kilohertz. There's a modulation. And now, here's the next thing I have to tell you. That 65 kilohertz is very high amplitude. It won't hurt you, we don't think. Okay? You certainly can't hear it, and we don't think it'll hurt you. And um, it's very high amplitude. And what happens when you have two sound waves like this, sound plus sound can create sound, but only a high amplitude. At low amplitude, sound waves just travel right through each other. You may be sort of familiar with this. But at high amplitude, you can create sound. So what happens in this apparatus is the audio sound, the sound that you're going to hear, is actually created in the beam, not here. And because it's created in the beam and it stays in the beam, you have a beam of sound. So let me demonstrate this for you. Let me turn it on. And I'm going to find the piece of music that we like. Yeah. You may not like it. The Eagles. <laughs> you like the Eagles? Okay, good. Oh, we have a we have a friendly audience this year. Yeah, I think they're just saying it to make us feel better. Right. All right. What? 
worth the two thousand dollars. It's not your, it's not our money. Now, the sound that you're hearing is being created in this beam. It almost sounds like it's coming from your head. So let me hit. Let me try to scan the whole audience here so everybody gets to hear this. Absolutely remarkable. Pete, are you getting it? So, yeah, I, I think it would be foolish to not uh, at, at least think of it as plausible that they could do this. It, it absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You it, know, uh, it's it, it is. The sad part is, is. I don't think that we want to go down that road of thinking that our, you know, um, you know, that there are people in our government that, you know, want to do us harm or want to do evil. But the fact is, is the evidence is everywhere. If people just open their eyes, we're there, we're there. Um, you know, you've got, uh, you, you've got a whole long history of people in government uh, committing great evil against their own citizens, not just in this country, but everywhere around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, this is why our founders saw the wisdom of making sure that we had a second amendment so that we could protect ourselves, you know, and, um, you know, I, I just, uh, no amount of this kind of nonsense, I think is going to, you know, change things. Um, I think, you know, we have, we have, we have a lot of guns in this country. I don't remember what the statistics are, but, you know, per household, I think it's, you know, it's, let's just put it this way. We have a large supply of small arms in, you know, the hands of citizens uh, that is, you know, greater than, you know, probably all the other nations combined. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, um, you know, any, but, you know, when, remember when Beto was saying, oh, I'm going to come take your AR. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> So good From luck, my buddy. cold dead hands. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I'm um, just what an idiot. I was uh, I was talking about you know some of my guns the other day, and somebody in the comments was like, "Zach, don't talk about having an SBR." I just want to go on record for both the audience and the ATF uh, that every single gun that I own is properly registered. It's properly legal. If there's a tax stamp that's required, I have one. So I'm not worried about anybody showing up here and uh, and and serving me with a warrant for doing something illegal. So I speak about the guns that I own uh, with great pride because uh, I, it is so important. It's so vitally important. I, I just can't fathom anybody who doesn't own a gun. Now, the good news is that that ratio of, of gun to non-gun owners is shrinking every single day. You know, Maine, although it's rural, yeah. uh, it has, uh, there are a lot of bleeding hearts up there. And uh, I saw interviews with people and, and a, a number of people were like, you know, I'm going to go buy a gun now. You know, there's no way I'm going to get caught without a gun. People just don't think that that's going to happen in, in their home city. You know, um, this issue of, of more and more people owning guns, uh, it does I'm very happy to hear that because one of the problems with those that don't own guns is that they become fearful of guns. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is that the only fear that you should have in regards to a gun is the same kind of fear or respect that you would have while driving a car. Um, you know, when you're walking down the street and you're walking on the sidewalk, you don't sit there and think about all the cars that are passing by you and think, Oh, one of them's going to swerve over and hit me and kill me. Now, why don't we think that? Because we drive cars and mm -hmm. we know that the average human being does not want to go out and kill their fellow man. 
it's only crazy people that do that, you know, or people that are being uh, spoken to in their heads by, uh, you know, voices. So the reality is, is that when you look at, at uh, gun ownership, um, what I do and what I am concerned about is I do get concerned about accidents, right? And accidents do happen. Uh, and the best way to avoid accidents is to have good training. Um, you know, I've been trained, of course, with, uh, you know, weapons, of course, when I was in the military. And I've made sure that all of my kids, uh, you know, I took them to the range. I showed them how to shoot. I showed them the respect, you know, weapons. Trigger discipline. Same as I did when I taught them how to drive a car. It was the exact same thing. I taught my kids, you know, don't text while you drive. <laughs> Why? Because one mistake could get somebody killed. Well, it's, it's like um, telling your kids not to run with scissors or a butcher knife. You know? ex- exactly. Yeah. And and so honestly, what I would prefer to see is training. They in need schools. to have a since the Second Amendment is part of our Constitution. It is part of our American culture. I would like to see them to actually have gun safety training in school. Absolutely. Like that should be part of the education of every you know child in school. Now, of course, if a parent wants to opt out of that, then fine. Just like sex ed. That's right. But to me, because we have a Second Amendment, because everyone that graduates high school will be able to go out and buy a gun. uh, In fact, in some states, even before that, uh, or they might be given one. uh, You know, I do think that they should have a, you know, a gun safety, uh, you know, training class. I I think that would be a good thing. And, you know, maybe even have marksmanship as a uh, school sport for high schoolers. My um, my I, a neighbor of mine has uh, uh, several small children, and uh, he's got them learning how to shoot twenty twos from like let's say like you know seven or eight years old. And yeah. those kids, they've got perfect trigger discipline. They they're not flinching or anything. They know exactly what they're doing, hitting bullseyes, and it's really really cool to see. So yeah, I think that you're uh, you're you're right on with that. That's definitely something we should have. Um. <clears throat> Nate, I want to uh, hold on a sec. Oh, you know, we, <clears throat> excuse me. We are just about to open up the phones. I can't believe an hour has gone by already. Before we do that, uh, give me a, a, a brief update on what's happening with the campaign. Uh, if sure. there is any polling going on. And uh, yeah, so how, how's it going? So all I've got to go off of is just anecdotal evidence. Mm-hmm. But uh, the evidence to me seems that I'm doing quite well. Um, I've been running a very grassroots campaign. Uh, I'm focused on getting out there, talking to the people, listening to them. And then when they bring up something that there's something I can actually do now, I've been doing it. So a perfect example of that was authoring the Parents' Bill of Rights and then taking my volunteers with me down to Charleston, where we lobbied the state legislature. And we got a um, one of the delegates to sign on to sponsor it in the House. We got another one to sponsor it in the Senate. <laughs> And our House delegate has already told me that he has enough votes in the House to get it passed. Now, there are people, uh, there are delegates that hate my guts for this because they feel like I've stolen something from them, you know, like because they tried to get a bill passed last year. I Why guess, didn't they it, do it? It it failed in committee. Um, you know, m- in my case, um, I'm taking advantage of the fact that this is an election year. This issue is a hot topic for a lot of parents. And then we went down there and we lobbied. We actually brought down a bunch of the um, books that show the sexually explicit material. And I walked the uh, legislators as they were coming out of session over to the table 
invited them to take a look. And I opened up, you know, I had the pages already marked and we showed them these. And I said, you know, do you feel like this would be appropriate for your 10 year old granddaughter? And of course the answer was no. Um, and then we started talking about the other issues on the bill as well, but we had some visuals there to actually catch their attention. And we, you know, I think we did a good job and I think the Lord was with us and we had, you know, his blessing on it as well. But um, I've also been engaged uh, working with, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people who have concerns over their personal um, private mineral rights. And I've been putting together, uh, bringing, um, I brought, brought together a, a couple of experts um, one guy who who's a really a, a good expert on uh, mineral rights leases, and we did a community outreach and brought a lot of people at mineral rights together so that they could learn, you know, what a good lease versus a bad lease, you know, looks like, and and they could learn about uh, a bill, Senate Bill six ninety four in the state legislature that has had some negative impacts on their royalty checks. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm basically listening, and as there are issues that I can deal with. I'm dealing with them. And, uh, you know, and, and so I look at it like this. If I go out there and I serve the people of West Virginia now before I get elected, what's going to end up happening is eventually that's going to get around. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I've only I've not, you know, I've not taken any money from PACs or super PACs. Uh, I don't have any donations that have come in from, you know, corporations or anything like that. Every dime that has come into me has come from individual donors. Uh, that makes it difficult sometimes because yep. it, it's a much harder road and path to take but what it means for those who would vote for me and that's really what boils down to those that would vote for me they're going to have somebody who is serving their interests and not serving the interests of the lobbyists or of the you know the big donors you know that uh, have no interest in in what the people of west virginia have so i'm focused on um you know the issues of the constitution which also has, uh, you know, something that a lot of people outside of West Virginia care about just as much as West Virginians. And so I've had a lot of donations that have come in from places like California, Texas, Florida, um, also New York, surprisingly. And, you know, and, and it, these people, they want somebody in there who is going to be serving their interests in the Constitution. And, uh, you know, of course, the people of West Virginia want somebody that's going to be serving their interests not part of a political dynasty, uh, you know, which my, you know, uh, main opponent, uh, you know, is part of a politically connected family here. And of course, he's got donations from all the major uh, PACs and super PACs. And, you know, he's got, uh, um, you know, these uh, endorsements from all these organizations that, quite frankly, uh, I think, you know, because his aunt is the uh, senator, here, uh, one of our U.S. senators, I think that uh, that has um, without a doubt, you know, has an impact. And, you know, these people are afraid of her. A lot of these corporations, I had one meeting that was set up down in Grant County, uh, 10 different people that was all scheduled to happen with uh, prominent business owners. And at the very last minute, they all canceled. Mm. Uh, I have, you know, I can't, it, it just, there's just no way of knowing for certain, but it would seem to me somebody got to them. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's okay. Um, I would like to, you know, to uh, be able to understand, uh, you know, these businesses and their industries. Look, they provide a lot of jobs and I care about them being successful. But at the end of the day, in terms of getting elected, you know, they, they really they only make up a very small amount of the people. You know, it, it's ultimately it's the people. It is the people who come out and vote. It is them and it is their wishes uh, that need to be heard, uh, not, you know, these 
these outside groups. So I'm excited about it. Um, I've been working hard, uh, hardest I've ever worked. I put my own money in this. Uh, I've put over $20,000 of my own uh, personal um, you know, money into my campaign. And that's not a loan. That's a contribution to my campaign uh, because I wanted to have skin in the game. And uh, that motivates me. It motivates me to get out there and work hard. I know nobody can, uh, you know, can say anything against me. Uh, what are they going to say? Oh, you know, Nate Gaines, a whistleblower, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, you know, that, that only endears me to the people of West Virginia, especially yeah. when they find out that I blew the whistle, you know, on the FBI's cover up of Hillary Clinton, which yeah. most West Virginians absolutely hate her. <laughs> so remember she came to West Virginia and said, we're going to shut all your coal mines down. Oh, well, coal yeah. mining is like one of the most, one of the best uh, paying jobs you know, for families here in West Virginia, yep. I mean, a lot of these jobs are you know, between 80 to $120,000 a year. And so people who work in the coal mines, it's hard work, but uh, you know, but they're able to take care of their families and able to have a good living. So uh, we're going to open up the phones. You guys, we've got four people on the line, but before we do, let me just uh, do some thank yous from over here at uh, the foxhole uh, pilled.net P I L L E D.net. If you're not on there, you should join. Uh, it's totally free. Sean, Joe, thank you very much for dropping a cookie uh, and for being a member of the red pill army with your membership filter dog one. Thank you for the shades and for being a member, Michelle. Ann, thank you for the cookie, Sean, Joe. Thank you once more. Casey, thank you for that phone porpoiseful. Thank you for the cookie. Thanks again, Sean, Joe for the cookie J bell for the can. Good to see you. J bell. Uh, and also, thank you for being a Red Pill Army member. PQuest, thank you for the cookie. Thanks again, Sean Joe. And then Average Joe Patriot, good to see you, homie. He says, true patriots, Nate and RP78, great discussion. Looking forward to having a discussion with Nate on the 10th. Much love. You're going to be appearing on Average Joe Patriot's show. Tell us a little bit about that before uh, we bring in our first caller. Yeah, I've been. Uh, that's one thing that's been happening is I've been getting on a lot of shows um, you know, my, I've got a really wonderful comms director. She's working, um, voluntarily. And, uh, I mean, honestly, I wish I could pay her, you know, she's doing the kind of work that, you know, normally somebody would get paid for, but she's doing it out of the goodness of her heart because she wants to see me win. Yes. And, uh, she has been setting me up with, you know, um, you know, interviews all over the place. And, uh, so yeah, I've been very, very busy. Uh, doing interviews and uh, looking forward to that one. Okay. So Nate, if somebody is watching the show and they'd like to have you on as a guest, how do they get in touch with your comms director? Sure. So if they go onto my webpage, which is uh, Nate Kane for WV.com, that's N-A-T-E-C-A-I-N, the number four WV.com. Uh, they can go to the contact section and there's a, uh, her contact, her phone number is there and they can reach out to her. Uh, to get me on their show. Okay, Nate Kane for WV.com. I've actually got it on screen. You can also follow Nate on Truth and Twitter and Getter at Nate Kane for WV. Yep. That's his official campaign uh, account there. So our first caller's on the line. I'm thinking this is KC. Is that you, brother? It is, brother, and welcome, uh, Mr. Raising Kane. <laughs> I'm a Raising Kaniac right now. Uh, and I and and Zach, yeah, I watched the show. Watched the show on Getter. So hopefully you're getting a lot more props because you you really need them, brother. Well, thank you, man. Um, I appreciate you. But I, I want to talk obviously about current events, but uh, a little bit on intelligence because I know you know Nate is uh, ingrained in this 
probably limited on what he can say, but uh, also follow up with the election. Um, first of all, Robert Card, the guy that uh, did the shooting. Yep. Uh, first of all, there were no people of color. Yes. I, I saw pictures of the victims that had died. I don't know. If, you know, people of color are hanging on in the hospitals, but it was definitely not targeted. And I believe one thing about mass shooters, okay, <laughs> they are not registered NRA members. No. So I think that this guy would probably be the first. <laughs> so that's that's one outlier that makes you think, hmm, you know, something's going on. But uh, yeah, the guy was I a gun knew instructor he, or something, right? Absolutely. You know, nobody gets into the NRA to become a mass shooter. No. You know, it's no. like the most peaceful place on earth is a freaking gun range. Yep. Uh, but any, anyhow, it's like uh, I knew he was dead when I heard the uh, uh, main uh, state trooper controlling it all was telling people where and when they couldn't hunt uh, because it's hunting season. So uh, obviously it was suicidal or bad timing because you don't want to go into a forest full of hunters. You know, I don't care how well armed you are because they'll take it as a, as a trophy to shoot the guy. So I, he was on a limited clock as it was, but uh, I just, you know, there's something awful fishy about it with the, uh, the hearing aids. I don't want to oh. call it like the Havana syndrome, you know, where they were, you know, targeting frequencies and stuff. Uh, but uh, I also look at the popularity of it. Have you heard about the Rife machines? Oh, yeah, that? certainly. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh. What is that? So, uh, Royal. There was a guy named Royal Rife, and he developed this machine that uses specific wavelengths to address certain ailments in the body and it was basically uh like like covered up and and discredited because it it flew in the face of modern medicine um but it's uh it's very very effective on a whole range of different uh you know diseases and cancers and sicknesses it I, from what i understand uh, the harmonic frequencies that it will emit are are adjusted based upon whatever it is you're trying to treat and it will specifically target the cells based upon that frequency and it either disrupts them or uh, or or erupts them and Casey if you've got any other uh, specifics on it i'm happy to hear it well, I, I think you need to do a whole therapeutic show on that, on the brown gas. <laughs> yep. uh, yes, the, the Rife machines seem very complicated on setting frequencies, but a lot of people swear by them. Yep. So I, I we think need a, a whole therapeutic. Can... I was going to say, we, we need a frequency that can cure wokeness. <laughs> oh, well, they, they have that. The Polish army uses it for mob control, the special frequency that makes you <laughs> – <laughs> shit yourself and piss your pants. So yeah, we can, we can you know, identify all the Antifa by, yeah, by just yeah, using I, that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Los the city um, of Los Angeles had had some of that uh back in the day because of all, all the rioting that was going on there. Yep. Absolutely. Uh it's just a last thing on card, the 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 killer, mm-hmm. supposed killer, I guess. Because you can't trust anything, especially within the first forty eight hours. Yep. But it sounds like if this guy was uh like Nicholas Cruz and saying he was going to shoot people up, you know, school shooter, mass shooter, whatever. Sounds like the medical and uh, mental therapeutic is uh, break their freaking trigger fingers. <laughs> yeah, that would certainly do it. Yeah. You know, 
Um, But yeah, you know, in in addition to him getting fitted with the hearing aids, once he started hearing voices, uh, the his brother in law and his sister alerted uh, base commanders and, and the people that he reported to. They told them that we'll follow up on it. They were very vague. Nothing ever came of it. He was allegedly committed for a two week period, but clearly it didn't do anything. Uh, perhaps other than indoctrinate him exactly as, enough to get him to do ex- what he did. But yeah, um, what did they dope him up with while he was yeah, there too? Yeah, who was his know? psychiatrist? What medications was he on? You know, I mentioned uh, you know SSRIs the other day. There, you know, I know that SSRIs are for anxiety and depression, but in certain people. It will make uh, uh, depression worse. It will give people homicidal thoughts, suicidal thoughts. And I think that uh, the entire, well, not perhaps the entire, but a large section of psychiatric drugs uh, are designed just to make people's minds more malleable. Uh, I was on Effexor when I was much younger, and uh, it it made me no longer depressed, but I was also not really feeling anything. I just kind of was totally numb. Um, My emotions were shut off. And it also like took away my filter, like to not say things that I shouldn't say. Like I found myself like just basically speaking off the cuff and saying weird things. and, And then I was embarrassed about it later. So thank God I got off of that stuff, but I can totally see how putting some, like filling somebody's uh, brain with all of those various chemicals, whether it's you know uh, uh, dopamine or uh, serotonin, and I'm sure there's a whole host of other ones that are affected. I mean, that could very easily make somebody more pliable uh, and more receptive to uh, some sort of suggestions. Yeah, I, and as a kid, I was on uh, the back of my mom's hand and my dad's belt. <laughs> same here brother yeah <laughs> yeah um, uh, uh and i just find it really ironic in the sense that this manifesto by card has come out and we still haven't found anything out about the christian school shooter mm-hmm. you know the, oh, yeah, the one I was gonna say, trans where's, identified where's the transifesto <laughs> i'm still waiting on that one <laughs> yeah Be, being covered it, covered up by it, the it DOJ. Almost, it almost wants me to uh Raise my next kid as a amosexual, so he can go strapped <laughs> from kindergarten to college. You know, oh, uh, oh. but uh, anyhow, I since you were on in intelligence and Nate, you can give us a, a an honest answer, even visually, thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, the Ukraine uh, whistleblower against Trump, uh, his name is like Beetlejuice. Uh, I'm going to throw out the name Eric Ciamella. Can you go thumbs up or thumbs down? Am I close? <laughs> Eric Charmella, yeah. <laughs> that was a thumbs up. Is it? Yep. All right. There yeah, we look, go. Here's the thing that was uh, crazy about that and the part that, that a lot of people may not have heard. So the rules for um, for blowing the whistle on national security matters prior to that event were that you could not blow the whistle on something that was secondhand information. You had to be the person who saw the information and only you could be the one to blow the whistle. Uh, Michael Atkinson actually changed the rules because when he first submitted it, he had told him, Hey, you're going to have to resubmit this. Um, And he, he changed the rules so that, you know, so that they could do that. And um, you know, but that's, yeah, it was completely corrupt. They, it was a it was a total setup of Donald Trump. 
Well, and it's just the FBI is utilizing their partisan investigation. I mean, we still don't know who the D.C. bomber is. You may, but uh, or who blew up the uh, Georgia Guidestones. It's amazing yeah. how these stories that are ancillary, but, you know, yeah. some people have never even heard about it. But it's like they're still under investigation. It's like, well, for how long? You know, is it like the UFOs of JFK? Right. Um, I don't know if yeah. you could shed light on any of those two. Well, on the UFO thing, but, I think it's hilarious that, uh, you know, they keep coming out with this stuff. And it's always when there's something else going on that they want to distract us from. So, you know. Well, and you would also figure, too, and whether it's this now ongoing war uh, over what I call Hamasakos, which was October 7th. We've got to market it as that name. But uh, the airlines, whatever, airplane footage, all the others. It's it's like UFO footage, not very clear. I don't know yeah. if it's necessarily at night or whatever, but it's never really very clear. And I gotta believe it was an inside job. I don't know if you've heard about the uh, Patrick Byrne and his uh, his assumption that because <laughs> Biden and uh, Obama especially went with a third party uh, information computer company that that actually allowed the Mossad, if you will, or whoever, to corrupt it. So Paragon. Paragon. on Hamasakos, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's a very interesting theory that we are I, I had uh, heard, vulnerable security-wise. Yeah, I'd heard something that, um, and this is an area that I do have expertise in, is cybersecurity, and uh, in, in particular, cyber warfare. Um, I had heard that uh, that... Patrick Byrne had had gotten from a source that they had had a major, you know, cybersecurity um, breakdown at, at the border. And a lot of people, you know, they don't believe that. But I can tell you uh, the likelihood of that is very high. There are things I can't talk about that, um, uh, you know, classified things. But I do know that the capability of bringing cameras offline, uh, putting them in a continuous loop, uh, you know, things like that, uh, to, you know, basically uh, messing with sensors. Everything's connected now to the Internet, everything. So and, basically, uh, basically like an Ocean's Eleven style uh, techie breakthrough, you're saying would be possible. Yeah. So yeah. so I hear people say, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, that's ridiculous. You know, the 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 Palestinians, they don't have that kind of technology. Um, <laughs> I beg to differ. Uh, the Palestinians have been getting trained by uh, the Iranians, uh, maybe even the Syrians. And I can tell you, when I worked for Marfor Cyber, two of the threat uh, actors that we you know, went up against quite a bit, obviously China was number one, uh, but you know, in, a, in, in a close uh, second and third and fourth was you, you had China, Russia, the Syrian electronic army, and you had Iran. And so those were the main, uh, North Korea also had some stuff too, but, but for the most part, the biggest threats were, you know, China, Syria, um, uh, Iran, and Russia. And then you had a large group of people who were, you know, basically um, countryless, but they were, you know, either environmental, environmental uh, activist types, uh, we, we called, called them hacktivists, hacktivists or they were uh, uh, organized crime, uh, which generally was in Eastern Europe. 
Uh, and, you know, they were they were the ones responsible for a lot of the, you know, the stealing, you know, of, of people's uh, information and selling it on the black market or, um, you know, doing a lot of the uh, ransomware and that sort of thing. So the, the bottom line is, uh, is it possible that that the, you know, the Israeli uh, army uh, was caught off guard because, you know, their sensors, their network, you know, was taken down. It's quite possible. Would they ever admit that publicly? Nope. So um, uh, there was a certain case I remember seeing that specifically dealt with taking over uh, cameras and, uh, you know, and I'll just leave it at that. But there, yeah, I think it's very possible. And then also I've worked in operational environments and I've seen where, um, and I can't, there's a term for it and I can't remember, but I know that combat soldiers deal with this all the time. Uh, you know, they'll get into a place and they'll, they'll set up their, you know, their perimeter on their, you know, camp or whatever that they have set up. You know, this happened in Afghanistan. Embedded. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they get, they get complacent because, you know, they haven't had anybody, uh, you know, firing missiles at them for a while, you know, everything's been smooth. Um, you know, there, there is, there's been a move and I don't know what, I don't know what Israeli intelligence has been going through, but I know in the U S uh, there was a move to moving more towards open source intelligence and, uh, and relying on um, technology and moving away from using the old standard traditional human infiltration <clears throat> spies. And I think that's right. a, major mistake i think that we've got to have spies inside the enemy encampment and uh it's a you know it's a necessary evil absolutely utilize the high tech like geofencing and i can't believe that israel doesn't know exactly where in gaza those missiles are coming from you know i mean can we not record i mean you can read a license plate from space on a car you can't turn that technology around and find out exactly where they're being fired whether it's Lebanon or, you know, Gaza well, they, or whatever. The, the uh, problem, my understanding in Gaza in particular is that uh, Gaza is full of tunnels. Mm-hmm. Like they have the most expansive tunnels underneath the whole, you know, area of Gaza. And while there is things such as ground penetrating radar, when you've got a building sitting on top of it with full of people, that makes it hard to get ground penetrating uh, radar. And they tend to uh, embed themselves in civilian areas um, you know, in, in hospitals, in, um, you know, in mosques, uh, in buildings, yeah. you know, like even the, there's a famous building in Gaza where all the media, uh, you know, would, would, uh, stay when they were in Gaza and like on the media would be on the top floor and underneath them mm-hmm. would be Hamas. Well, the answer for that is, you know what, you start flooding the tunnels, then you add quick create. You know, to finish it off at the parking <laughs> lot and it gets rebuilt the right way. It's great for the two foundation. Quick questions domestically. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, Casey, Casey, domestically. Casey, yeah, I just, I, we've, we've got, uh, uh, we are about 25 minutes into the calls and we've got three more people on the line. So I'm going to ask you to make this one the last question. Okay. Uh, just on the whole continuance of government, uh, can you give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I mean, John is obviously the best at, you know, Badlands on that. Uh, do we have clues? Do we have, uh, I hate to say timelines, because I always thought September 3rd last year was going to be the timeline when you had to get rid of 
you can get rid of election evidence. So do we have any type of timeline we can look forward to to see if COG is just not an optic or, uh, you know, a PSYOP? Uh, is there anything we can look forward to uh, pre your election to uh, West Virginia's uh, house? You know, there, there's, I've heard some rumors and I think they're just rumors uh, that uh, yeah, there'll be some sort of continuity of government uh, action and they won't actually hold elections. Uh, I can't see how they could possibly get away with that. Um, you know, the, you got to remember that the States, uh, they actually are the ones who control the elections, not the federal government. And I just can't see the states going along with that. Um, I what I think is more likely uh, is uh, look. They I with no doubt in my mind they cheated in the 2020 election. They likely cheated again uh, in the 2022 election, and they will likely cheat again in this one. Uh, the difference is is uh, a lot of states, West Virginia, you know, much to Mac Warner, our Secretary of State, uh, to his credit, uh, has gone to great lengths to clean up the voter rolls. Uh, that is the most important thing that needs to happen in every state, because despite all of the talk about, you know, our elections being hacked and, uh, you know, uh, people remoting in and changing things, even if there were certain circumstances where that may have happened, uh, the likelihood of that being the primary cause of how they stole the election is very low. What is more likely, and I, I would know because I was on a team that was investigating all of this stuff after the 2020 election, uh, what was more likely is uh, you saw ballot stuffing uh, happening on a grand scale on steroids because of the COVID uh, you know, breakdown and, and you know, they're basically telling everyone that you, know, you have to go to mail-in ballots. Now, West Virginia has, cha- has changed their laws. Um, we've done some things here like uh, uh, you can no longer um, apply for an absentee ballot unless you actually have a medical condition and you got to sign that. And that's punishable, uh, you know, by jail time if it's found out that you lied on there. And uh, so there's some yeah. things that our state has done. There's other states I know that have put um, some good security measures into play. Uh, is there going to be cheating? Absolutely. Is there going to be enough cheating in order to uh, still another um, you know, election. I, I doubt that. I'm, I'm hopeful yeah. that um, we're going to act. Honestly, if they thought they could win by cheating, you wouldn't see lawfare being used on Trump right now. Yeah. Yeah. They are using lawfare yeah. on Trump right now because they are doing everything they can possibly do to stop this man from becoming president. They know yeah. what their internal polling is showing. And the fact is, is that uh, Trump wins in every scenario, and they, there's no way they can pull off a cheat again like they did before, especially with the economy doing as bad as it is and with the inflation that's going to be in full swing by the time we get to the election. And not only that, but also the possibility of war, World War III. Uh, we've got conflicts all around the world. And when Trump was in office, none of that was going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you got to be depressed <clears throat> with the Kentucky decision that came down where Mike Lindell came up with the Bluetooth wireless detector and they're built into the election machines. They said that's not going to be allowed. So there's an in, in, embedded wireless Bluetooth in the machines yeah. and they can be activated. And Kentucky has said, you know, we're not going to go with that. So you, you still got to go down to the machines, but you know what, you're going to have such a landslide and hopefully the GOP as well, 
that we won't have to worry about their cheating. They'll have to learn to cheat better, I guess, like uh, Jim Harbaugh. So <laughs> yeah, well anyhow, now they're guys, just now they're just trying to get Trump off of the ballot because they know they can't win by cheating. Yep, uh, I think they they're aware. So they're that's why they're doing all. That's why you what what's happening right now in these court cases against Trump, which is quite despicable is you actually have coordination going on between all of these different DAs and, you know, the federal government. It, it's clear. And, uh, and honestly, when this is all done and a new Congress uh, is elected and a new Senate is elected and a new president is elected, there needs to be a full-blown Article I tribunal to go against all of those involved in this abuse of power. And quite frankly, these people need to go to prison. All right, yeah, Casey. absolutely. It's hard to cry fake outrage with integrity when you have no integrity. So at least we have that. God bless you. God and bless you, brother. I'll be able to call in tomorrow, but if I don't, have a great weekend, guys. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we've got uh, next caller coming in in just a second, but I had a whole bunch of donations from Ko-Fi that didn't show up on the uh, the screen uh, yesterday. Trisha. Q Patriot Texas said, unable to donate on Rumble. I'm in for the challenge and I raise it $30. Thank you so much for that, Tricia. Uh, Vector also said, much love to Zach and Lisa. Uh, Patty Lynn said, I need Zach in my life. Amel says, thanks, man. I love you. Love you too, brother. And then uh, Shelly tonight had said, Zach, thank you for all your hard work. I really appreciate you guys. All right, next caller coming in. And then thank you to God's guy as well over on Rumble. He says, much love, boys. Much love to you and Gina as well. Uh, always love seeing you in the chat. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Hey, it's Vortex guy. How are you, Hey, Zach? Vortex. Good to hear from you, buddy. How you doing tonight? I'm great. And you know what? Uh, hats off to both of you guys. Thank you for both of you for your service. And uh, uh, Nat, uh, best of luck in your uh, upcoming election. And uh, Thank you. I loved your, uh, your 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 theme song is wonderful. It sounds like you put some real work into that. It sounds like a, it could be a hit without the meaning. But yeah. um, I'm curious. I, I we we finally have a new speaker. It, it seemed a rather almost biblical the way it happened. We certainly, if nothing else, have discovered uh, the the rhinos uh, <laughs> in the party, in the uniparty that exists. And uh, what our old speaker uh, was hanging on to by a thread, uh, you know, pretty much sabotaging Jordan, Scalise, and ultimately Emmer. And, you know, thank God we got Johnson in there. I, I'm not so sure of him, but he's got to be better than what we've had. And I'm just hoping that people get on the phone like we've been doing and demand that promises made, promises swept by the uh, the old powers that be, that we get the 44,000 hours of uh, our deserved, raw, unedited evidence video footage from the, the uh, Capitol. And also, I guess there's an extra 11,000 hours the FBI is hanging on to. Mm -hmm. But um, it would be wonderful to get that out to the public. It would solve so many issues right now. I get so sick when I hear the lies being spewed about overturning elections and everything else. You know, basically out here, we just want to know our vote counted because, you know, that's uh, part of the Constitution and part of our uh, our, our rights and our duties as Americans to do so. And um, so I'm hoping that happens. Also, I'm wondering, 
if uh, either one of you guys, probably maybe both of you know, uh, a very good journalist and, and podcaster over there on InfoWars, um, Owen Schroyer, was just yeah. incarcerated for his free speech on January 7th. And uh, it's absolutely disgusting. Evidently, the prosecutors promised him that uh, he would not serve jail time if he copped a plea, like so many of them are being forced to do. It's, it's absolutely Soviet. Uh, but uh, evidently, um, he's been put and has been serving since Tuesday. He refused the jab. Uh, so they put him in solitary confinement. And it turns out that he happens to be in our new Speaker of the House's district. <clears throat> Mike Johnson's <clears throat> district is the same one that uh, Owen Schroyer is serving time in. So I'm thinking it might be a good idea to put a little pressure on Mike uh, to do the right thing for the First Amendment. And uh, you know what? There, That's a great also, idea. In fact, there's, a, um, there's another. The governor of uh, Louisiana is new too, and evidently he's uh, he's out to impress. He's Republican. His name is uh, oh gosh, uh, Jeff Landry, I think it is. Uh, and so um, we're making some phone calls, and uh, you know, trying to put a little little bit of pressure on, and and because uh, it's really unfair what happened to. Uh, to uh, Owen Schroyer, he's serving 60 days and he's in solitary confinement, all for free speech on the Capitol. Did not even go inside the Capitol. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think one of the greatest travesties of this uh, generation, quite frankly, has been what has happened on January 6th. And I don't mean people showing up uh, angry and rightfully so, and uh, but peacefully uh, assembling to exercise their right of assembly to let their grievances be known to their government. That's not what I'm talking about. The travesty is what has happened to these people who have been denied their right to a speedy trial, who have been denied uh, their right to due process, who have been denied their right to bail, uh, who have been denied their right to a, a jury of their peers. And this was all done for one reason. It was done to intimidate the American people. And all that anybody needs to know that that is the case is to look at what they've done in terms of, uh, you know, adding these um, enhancements to the charges to try to put people in jail. You got one guy, Tario, who's been given you know, almost 20 years and he never even set foot in D.C. So it, it's insane what we've seen. And uh, there absolutely needs to be um, a reckoning, you know, for what has happened uh, to these people. And the, like I said, and it needs to be. Uh, done through a legal process, but um, you know, without a doubt, uh, it cannot it cannot be left to stand for the abuses of power that have occurred, and that goes all the way up to Biden himself. Um, remember, there was also you had the uh, uh, all of the razor wire and the ten foot fences that went around all the buildings in Washington D.C. I had to drive through and see that nightmare, uh, you know, every day after the election. And uh, so, you know, I think we absolutely, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we are contacting our representatives and telling them that we want justice for those uh, that are incarcerated because of January 6th. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's it's and it's all the lack of transparency. I, I make calls to the Democrat congressmen and different committees and say, uh, pretend I'm a Democrat and tell them I'm leaving. The party because you guys have such a lack of transparency 
you've got the media, you've got everything else. If you're so sure of yourselves, then why on in all of these election cases, for example, why don't you want to see the receipts? Why are you so afraid of laying the, yeah. the poop on the table Absolutely. and let us make up our own minds? Because you know what? We don't have justice anymore. The only court we have is the court of public opinion. That's it. Yeah. Well, I, on that note, um, you know, I had, uh, you guys have probably saw, of course, uh, Jenna Ellis, uh, you know, flipping on the, on President Trump and, and oh, lying, my God. Uh, you know, uh, listen, I was, when I was working on election integrity work, I was actually handing over my, uh, my work along with the rest of my team. We were handing over our stuff to Peter Navarro's group and it was going through Garrett Ziegler. And I was told, and we had a very well-written document that basically exposed multiple material, uh, um, you know, evidence violations where they basically, uh, under the Civil Rights Act of 1968, they're required to maintain every record pertinent to voting in an election, digital and paper records, uh, for two years. And there were multiple records destroyed and not kept, and we found those, and we documented them, and we provided that, and we made the case that this was a civil rights, uh, there were civil rights violations that were, you know, had occurred. And um, and then I also had documented, uh, you know, uh, multiple cases that were in the media where they actually had to overturn the election because the outcome of the election changed when they did a recount. This happened in Oakland County, Michigan. And um, um, and I can't remember the name of the other one, but there was another county in Michigan where this happened. And what is so significant about that is under the guidelines, uh, under the um, the voting system standards uh, by the Federal Election Commission that were created uh, and are under the, you know, the the law HAVA, the Help America Vote Act uh, applies to this and to every federal election um, it states that, you know, there's a certain requirement that a machine has to meet a certain um, uh, error rate, that they have an allowable error rate. And anything over that, uh, it becomes the whole system certification becomes void. Mm-hmm. Now, I brought this up. This is called the void of an issue. Uh, I talked to a, uh, a, a appellate judge, a federal appellate judge in Michigan who was retired. And he told me it was the best case that he had heard. And nobody was bringing it forward. Well, I did bring it forward, and and my team brought it forward to uh, Jenna Ellis uh, through you know through our um, our our uh, White House uh, people that we were communicating with, and she was basically running Trump's legal team on that matter, and she blocked it. She blocked it from going to him. So I have no respect for her at all. Um, vector, excuse me, not vector vortex. Um. We've got uh, we, we've got 20 minutes left and I've still got four more people on the line. So I just uh, wanted to ask you to uh, wrap it up with this one. That'd be great. Yeah, well, we saw uh, Jenna Ellis and it was uh, disturbing, but it it wrapped in my mind uh, a very Soviet style reading of uh, materials that you're told to be read once you make your little plea deal. Yeah, that's absolutely disgusting. So let's ask everybody, is it okay, Zach, if we give out uh, Mike Johnson's uh, uh, office uh, number for people to call in Washington, D.C.? Sure. Do you have it handy? Yes, I do. It's area code 202-225-2777. That's 202, just being incarcerated for totally free speech. 
it's absolutely disgusting. All right. I'm passing this out into the chat right now. Thank you so much for uh, dropping that for us, Vortex. I appreciate you, brother. Hats off to you guys. Have a great night. You too, sir. God bless. Thank you. Uh, Nate, we actually have a constituent of yours in the uh, in the chat over on Rumble, and I was trying to send them over to your website so that they could reach out to you. Uh, your contact page, the, it says there should be a form there where people can put their information in, but there's no form. The only thing that's there is the instruction to use it, and then you've got numbers for um, – for your your huh. te- texting, uh, you've got uh, Jeanette's um, uh, phone number, and then you've got a uh, a number for your campaign manager, which um, the, the lovely Mrs. Kane. But um, but the the contact form is not there, so I wanted to let you know so you can get that. Fixed. I appreciate that. I will get yeah. my uh, web developers to fix that. Um, in the meantime, uh, one thing that people can do is uh, I do especially Twitter. That's probably where I spend most of my time on because of Twitter spaces. It's a great platform to be able to, you know, uh, talk to people. Uh, if you, if you go on Twitter, um, you know, go on there and tag me and just say, Hey, you know, can you follow me and I will follow you. And then they will have the ability then to send me a message directly, a DM on, uh, on Twitter. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then, I don't I don't answer, you know, phone calls from people from numbers I don't recognize. So sure. Uh, so that's the the best the best way to get a hold of me is get a hold of me through social media. Uh, I do control my own social media. Um, you know, I've been I've got people wanting me to hand it over. I just I won't do it. I wouldn't trust so, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like to say what I want to say. And there's people that probably don't like, uh, you know, uh, what I want to say, because sometimes I get a little bit controversial. Sure. Well, they they said the same thing about President Trump, and that's why so many of us love him, because he is a genuine person. Uh, We've got our next caller on the line. Oh, real quick. uh, I saw here somebody said Twitter's not letting him back on. Um, If you follow me on uh, do the same thing on um, uh, you can do the same thing on uh, True Social. I'll check that as well. I mean, I check them all uh, every day anyways, multiple times, but. Um, but I will I will make an effort to well, make sure you're on you're on Getter as well and on Truth Social. Both of those. Oh, well, and Gab and Gab. I'm also on Gab and uh, and I'm also on Minds and Facebook as well. Okay, okay. So all of them at Nate Kane for WV West Virginia. So if you're on a social media platform, chances are pretty good you'll be able to reach Nate. Caller, can we get your name? Howdy, boys. This is hey, God's hey. guy from TCO Ministries, your church channel at Rumble. Beautiful stuff, man. So good to hear that voice again. How you been, man? I'm good, brother. How you guys doing? Oh, can't complain. Good. Yeah. Did you get married? Not yet. It's still in the works. We're engaged, but... Uh, but yes, it's, as soon as it happens, I'll make an announcement. But Lisa wanted to keep it private up before then. Oh, I got you. I got you. I'm sorry. I wouldn't spill the beans. Oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. No, no, no. I mean, everybody knows we're engaged, but we just, we haven't publicly said a date or anything like that. All right. All right. All right, man. That sounds good. That's good stuff. Um, love you guys. Love you both. I want to pray for you both real quick. Thank you. Father God, I just lift up my brothers right now. I want, I want you to just bless them. Bless my brother, Zach. Bless my brother, Nate. And continue to bless him. Lord, I just love the fact that he is willing to do the work. 
as well as the faith. In Jesus' name, amen. And please bless Zach and Lisa and their future, and I just hope that I can be a part of that as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Always, always. You will always be part of the Red Pill fam, dude. So good. So good. How's how's the Pacific Northwest treating you? Thank you so much for some good news about Johnson. I appreciate it because, you know, uh, I try to bring good news for the church members on Shabbat. Uh, Tomorrow I had nothing to talk about. I mean, I always have something to talk about, but I appreciate that. I didn't know anything about it. You know, I'm kind of... I'm kind of numb to politics these days, so I appreciate that. There, there's a great article in uh, Gateway Pundit um, about Mike Johnson that I read right after he got uh, elected, and I was uh, I took a, a deep you know breath of of uh, sigh of relief because uh, he seems to me to be a stand up guy and uh, a godly man, a man who's not afraid to share his faith uh, in Jesus Christ, and in fact, one of his first actions was actually. Um, you know, gathering everyone together to pray. Uh, I, I listen, I want to make something clear. Um, I've got a lot of great ideas, I think, and, and I think I would be a good uh, leader and, and I would be a good representative. But Nate Kane, nor Donald Trump, nor anyone else for that matter, is going to be able to fix the level of problems that we have in this country without God's help. We need God. God is the only way uh, that we can turn our country around. And uh, uh, we, we need that, you know, our, our, our founders understood that. They called it providence. And that, that word providence meant the hand of God, basically. God's involvement in our nation. They understood that. I believe that. And I know uh, that I can accomplish great things through him. Uh, but I'll be able to accomplish nothing without him. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be miracles that are going to be needed in order to get things done. Uh, including convincing maybe even some Democrats to vote for good things. So um, I'm a praying man, and I, I firmly believe in that. And uh, uh, so I want to just encourage all of you, be praying for your country, be praying uh, for Mike Johnson and uh, for the, the the new leadership in the House. Uh, we need a leader that is going to have the backbone uh, to do the things that are necessary, but also have the political acumen to be able to survive uh, the rhinos and the and the Democrats, uh, you know, that would love nothing more than to take them out. Yep. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, that's that's the that is the the where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, Nate. Because I've seen you uh, do this take back Oregon Freedom Rally, and yeah, that was fun. That was amazing, dude. When you got up there and you gave all praise and glory to God. You had you had pastors get up on the stage with you and want to bless you. You had, I mean, you pretty much God took over that whole rally at that specific time. I mean, Brian Artis was cool. Everybody else was cool, but let me tell you what, God's a tough act to follow, brother. And that was amazing. It was amazing the response you. you got, and I was really proud to be a part of that and to know you as a brother. Thank you. I was blessed to be able to, you know, be invited to come out there. You know, uh, you know, a lot of people think of Oregon and they think of just, you know, Portland, uh, where it's so full of, you know, hardcore uh, leftists and, and communists. But, you know, Oregon is a largely rural state and there's so many wonderful conservative people all over the state that have just been left behind by the current government government of Oregon. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we can turn that around. Amen. Amen. Well, the Bible says, where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Amen. Amen. 
So um, you brought this to my attention. I'll bring it to your your family's attention here, Zach. If I if I can speak one more thing about sure. the Bible, yeah, is that all right? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Okay, awesome. So we're going to Amos. This is something that Nate brought to my attention almost a year ago uh, when he became uh, a pastor and decided to preach on our channel, and that was amazing. Still one of our best <laughs> videos. Um, it says Amos in 5, and it's 15. Hate evil, love good, maintain justice in the courts. Perhaps the Lord Almighty will have mercy on the remnant of Joseph. And I just thank you for that, Nate, because you brought that home for me. That's why we have to continue this fight in the courts. Um, look, folks, I, I realize that it sometimes it just seems like, you know, why even try? Um, but we are commanded to. Uh, and if we expect God's mercy on our nation, it means that good people need to stand up and do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And that includes uh, fighting for justice in the courts, not just justice for ourselves, but justice for others as well. You know, there's a lot of poor people that don't get a fair shake in the court system because, you know, they're stuck with, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a court appointed uh, lawyer. Uh, and then you see somebody that's filthy rich and they get off scot-free uh, without, you know, any kind of, uh, uh, you know, justice at all. We have a broken justice system, and we need to have justice in the court. Uh, if you are interested in reading about that issue and what God thinks about it, I highly recommend Amos chapter 5. When I came back from the election integrity uh, work that I did, and I was so frustrated, and I just felt like you know, it was such a waste because out of 57 cases brought, not one of the courts allowed for an evidentiary hearing. And I, I asked the Lord, I said, God, why? what is going on in our country? And he said, the answer to your questions will be found in Amos chapter five. And so I went there and it was all about injustice in the courts, every single verse. Hmm. All right. Well, Amen. Amen. Well, um, you know, in James chapter two, and it starts somewhere around 17, it says, faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. What do you accomplish by faith without works? Um, That's right. And then it says here that, uh, you know, Somebody will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe there is one God, that's good. Even the demons believe and tremble. And it says, faith without works is dead. So I encourage everybody hearing my voice tonight, do like your brother Nathan is doing right now, and roll up your sleeves because prayer is good, and I love praying, and, I, and I'm all about praying. But throw the popcorn away. It's not a movie. we got to get involved, and we got to save some people. Look what's happening in Maui. Look what, happened in, look what happens all over the world with this damn bioweapon and all the other junk that they're forcing down our throats. Mm -hmm. You know, this horrible transgender movement and all the other garbage that's happening. People, if we just sit in the pews and pray, we're going to let Satan take this planet and flush it down the toilet. Yep. So everybody <clears throat> needs to roll up their sleeves and get involved. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to save this planet. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's, let's put prayer and faith together. That's Absolutely. all I got to say. Because I know that's what you're doing, Nate, and I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. You're, my, you're one of my favorite heroes. Thank you. And thank you, thank you, Zach, for, for getting this platform out and, and making these kind of things 
broadcast across our nation. We need this. We need more of this. I appreciate you, Guy. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Hey, Zach, there was a question. I miss you. I love you. And I always pray for you. Well, absolutely. Back at you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Go, what were you saying? There was Nate? a question in the chat that I saw a while back, um, okay. and I, I wanted to answer it because I thought it was a very good question. Okay, somebody asked uh, what I can do to help, um, you know, lower these uh, hiked uh, electricity rates, and uh, and that is a very important issue. Look, um, uh, West Virginia is sitting on top of the largest amount of coal, uh, you know, in the United States and the Western Hemisphere, really, and it's the type of coal that's needed for um, creating electricity, but yet. Uh, we've not built any new coal-fired power plants. And the great thing about coal is that you can stockpile it right next to the power plant. And so you have a very reliable source of electricity there. Um, I am working with some people and talking with some folks, and I'm hoping to be able to you know, follow after the footsteps of Donald Trump and make deals and try to bring people into the state uh, to do some things. Uh, the best way to bring down the price of electricity is to create more of it. Mm-hmm. You know, It's a matter of supply and demand. And the problem is, is that we've been shutting down our power plants uh, because of federal regulations uh, that come with the dollars that they give, you know, our state through uh, economic development. And what we need to do is we got to get to the point where we are self-sufficient economically and we can tell, you know, the uh, the federal government to go pound sand when they tell us, hey, we'll give you money for economic development, but only if you build green energy. You know, there's nothing green about green energy. It's mm-hmm. all a lie. It's a sham. The fact is, is that, uh, uh, you know, the coal industry, uh, you know, natural gas, we have both of those in abundance and and we should be building power plants and we need to be uh, creating more electricity and uh, and, and adding more electricity to the power. We have enough power, enough coal here in West Virginia uh, to probably, um, you know, power the the entire eastern seaboard for 500 years. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And and we're doing nothing with it. In fact, we're still digging it out of the ground because people still need those jobs. Yep. But we're now shipping it over to China. Yep. Yep. So it makes no sense. So, uh, Nate, one um, uh, one avenue of electricity production that I would really like to see the United States like get into and, and build infrastructure around is uh, thorium salt reactors. This is a nuclear reaction that is clean safe. There's no danger of uh, meltdowns or contamination. Uh, It's something that can be reused over and over again. And there is, and it's very, very cheap. Thorium is the most plentiful element found in the soil of every single nation on earth. So it would be easy to mine. 100 grams of thorium is enough energy to provide electricity for the lifetime of a single person. It is very, very small, and it's uh, it's a, a technology that was developed back in like the 1950s, and the reason they didn't go with it is because there was already uh, an industry that was built around uranium because they were using it uh, in uh, nuclear weapons and stuff, and then, of course, they have the uh, storage containment industry, which is required after the spent fuel has been used, so if you're not familiar with that technology, please look into it because it's something that uh, could easily be mined in West Virginia uh, if they transition off of coal-fired plants. And perhaps you can do double duty because sell coal to other countries. uh, And then you've got uh, the thorium that can be produced and uh, and used for power here in America. Uh, But I would like to see it all over the world. Uh, Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Caller, can you hear me? 
Hey, yes, Zach. Sorry, I had the. Uh, I had, by the way, my name's Andre. I'm Andre twenty one twenty one. Sorry, yeah. I had my uh, my thing muted, so I didn't have you coming through the uh, phone. You're all good, brother. Andre, good to hear from you, man. What's on your mind? So, first of all, I just wanted to thank both of you guys for what you do. Like, thank you for your service, Nate. Thank you to Zach. I appreciate it. Thank I, you. I've been pretty on and off again when it comes to watching the streams, but I, I found out about Maui like pretty late, and so since then I've been like watching your streams every single day. So appreciate just, it, like, man. Just really glad for what you guys do. <clears throat> thank you. I've got you. some. I've got some uh, residents of Maui that are going to be on the show again. Survivors of Lahaina. They're, they'll be on the show probably next week. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. Yes, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I know about that. I'm super happy about it. That's it's going to be good um because yeah. no like you said no one's talking about it so yeah, yeah. but <clears throat> yeah i don't know it's just like i'm, I'm going to be kind of conservative with what i say just because i am still in the military and i want to you know i don't want just in case anyone we, hearing hearing what like something negative or anything like that but we, yeah we don't want to jeopardize your uh, position right right but yeah it's just i don't know like watching everything like that's been unfolding over the last couple of years the fact that they, you know, forced a jab on all of us. And it's just one of those things where I feel like if more people were united, you know what I mean? Like say, say even half of us stood against it, it wouldn't happen. And that's, that's, I think that's like one of the biggest problems right now in the country. There's just, we're not united. You know what I mean? It's us versus like the deep state. You know? Mm -hmm. So I agree. But yeah, I mean, I want, yeah, I, w I wanted to keep it kind of short. I know we have other other people that want to hop on the air, but yeah, like I said, I just I appreciate what you guys do. I wanted to offer my condolences as well for ESA DMF. Oh, I thanks, was, bro. Like, pretty bummed out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That was def that was a hard one. That was definitely unexpected, and um, you know, I've 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 lost more than a few people that were fixtures in the chat since I started doing this, and every single time it. Um, yeah, it doesn't get any easier. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you for that. And uh, Andre, yeah, thank you for your service as well to the yes, country. 100%. Thank you. It, yeah, it's a privilege. It's it's just, I don't know, it sucks. We got, you know, friends that are going to Israel right now and it doesn't need to happen. Mm. And yeah, I don't know, you know, it's, well, it's tough. It's tough. I've got so a son I, in the I'm army right afraid. now and, uh, and I, I worry all the time. Well, and, tell uh, him, thank you. Thank you for your service. I appreciate it as well. I will. All right, brother. Well, thank you very much. Right. And uh, please, you know, call yeah. in anytime. Uh, I appreciate you. I will. I will. I've been, like I said, I've been watching the stream consistently. Uh, Tanae, I wish you the best of luck. I will be putting your name out there. Thank you. I love the fact that you're, you know, a man of God. I am as well. So, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it as well. Thank you, Andre. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Stay safe. All right. Have a great night. Yep, you too. All right. Next caller. Yeah. Caller, go ahead and mute your stream. And can we yeah, get a – caller, yeah. mute the stream. And can we get your name? Yeah. Yes. This is uh, Memory Kane. This is Nate's dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dad. <laughs> How cool is that? Well, welcome to the welcome to the show, Mr. Kane. Pleasure to be here with you, and uh, thank you for doing such a great job on your son here. Hey, and thank you. I watch your your program all the time. I got to get my tech person, my son, to help me figure out how to do the texting. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, that's awesome. And I also tried to send you some money, and I couldn't 
couldn't do that either. So need, hey, you know, you know this, my, is the, uh, this is a problem, Dad. You know, you've got one son that's an electrician, and you go to his house, and none of the outlets have plates on them, and <laughs> half the electric uh, outlets don't work. Well, I'm in computers. It's the same thing. I'm done working, man. I don't want to do anything to do with computers. That's so funny. That's so I so want to send some money to Zach, so you have to help me out. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll help you. With, I'll help you with that. Thanks. Thank you for that. But thanks, guys. This is really important what you're doing. I just want to say thank you and God bless you both. And God bless you as well. Love you, Dan. Awesome. Great All to right, have you care. here. Bye. Appreciate it. Have All a great right, night. That's so cool. We've got the we've got the whole Kane clan in the chat. <laughs> Can't be stabby. I haven't seen you out there tonight, but if you're there, uh, say hi in the chat. Okay, uh, we've got one more caller on the line. Let me bring them in. This is a Samsung phone. That's all I can tell. So we'll see what they are going to have for us. Okay, there we go. Caller, you're on the air, but we're just waiting for your audio to connect. And uh, we'll get you in there in just a second. While we're waiting for that, let me say thank you to Porpoiseful for dropping a cookie. Thank you to Nakaz808 who says, Go Nate actually sounds like Donate. Oh, yeah, do that too. And then Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. All right, caller, we're still waiting for your microphone. And uh, we don't have any audio from you. I don't know if you can see us or... um... All right, well... Hopefully that'll okay. Still, it says it's con- okay. Caller, you're connected on audio. Welcome to the show. Can we get your name? Hey, Zach. This is uh, Eric Clark. Uh, it's good to be back. I, I, I'm one of those guys that used to be a regular in your chat and kind of disappeared. It's not because I don't absolutely love your show. Okay. It's well, I pre- a, is, is it's because I'm okay? a pro se January 6th defendant, and I've just been very busy working my case. Oh well, mm-hmm. I can completely understand, Eric. It's it, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, and, uh, and whatever's going on in your life, man, uh, I, I know that, uh, it happens sometimes and, uh, I'll, I'll be praying for your protection. Thank you for that. Zach. Thank, thank you. I, I, I wanted to jump in to just talk for a second about, we had a gentleman from Kentucky that came in talking about our, our elections and how secure he believes Kentucky's elections are. I, I would just advise him to become an election officer. I advise everybody to do that though. Absolutely. Uh, 2023 in the primaries, they added a new piece of equipment that we pick up from the the elections warehouse, at least here in Jefferson County, which is the largest county in Kentucky. It encompasses the city of Louisville. And and that new piece of equipment is an Internet router. Mm. So they're telling you these machines don't connect to the Internet, but at the same time, they're putting Internet routers in the polling locations. I don't think they're as secure as people what people would like to think they are. Mm -hmm. And, And I'll just leave that there for now. And and take it to a, a, some good news, right? Let's get the bad news out first and then go to the good news. Beautiful. Good news is I was uh, fortunate enough to be one of seven people so far, uh, three three defendants and four reporters that took advantage of the short period of time that we could access the, the CCTV footage in the O'Neill building for the 5th, 6th, and 7th of January of 2021. And, and I have requested 83 hours uh, of the footage that I viewed while I was there. Mm-hmm. And, and let, let, let's keep praying for Mike Johnson. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have some faith in him. I don't typically put – well, my faith is in Christ. I'm, I got some faith that Christ is going to put it on Mike's heart to do the right thing mm-hmm. because Amen. there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot in there, Zach, that is going to just break the narrative wide open, and that's wow. just the CCTV footage. We're not even getting into the body cams, the undercover officer cams, the drone cams, yep. the 5.9 million pages of documents, right? That's just the CCTV footage. We'll blow the narrative wide open. And, and so let's hope he releases that all publicly. Mm-hmm. As soon as I get the 83 hours I got coming, you know, I, 
I did this fight pro se. I've refused to sign any protective orders. Uh, I, I have had plenty of constitutional rights trampled all over in the process, but, but I've not caved and, and signed any of their protective orders, taken any of their plea deals. So, so if he won't get it out, at least I'll be able to get another 83 hours of it out there here within the next couple of weeks. Well, if I can, if I can help you get anything of note out, I'm happy to do that. Absolutely, Zach. Absolutely. There's some things in there that are, that are going to need a, a, a larger reach than just what my little Twitter account can do. So, so I'll definitely what, contact you when I get What is your Twitter handle? I posted it in the uh, chat on Red Pill up a little bit. I'll do that again here in a minute. Okay. I have right, posted I'm already. Yeah, I've, I've already posted in there 237 body cams, about 50 hours of CCTV footage that we found in Sedition Hunter databases, and about 1,700 videos that I've been archiving from public footage. As soon as I see them pop up, I rip them, scrape them off the internet because they typically get taken down quite quick. Mm -hmm. At least they did that first year and a half, and I've managed to archive about 1,700 of them, and they're all right there on my Twitter page. Uh, Eric, let me ask you, are you in touch with Gary McBride at all? I am. I am. Gary's actually done a tremendous amount of help in in going through, like, the footage I put on there. Yes. And and he's... His eye for detail is, it's amazing. It's amazing, right? I can go through it. I can watch it. And I might notice one thing, and he'll notice 12. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I was going to say, I mean, he's pretty pretty incredible with the stuff he's done. He basically devoted the last several years of his life to going through all that footage. And I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know how it's physically possible for him to do so. But, uh, but yeah, I got a lot of respect for Gary. So that's that's good to know that you guys are working together. Absolutely, Zach. And I, I, I just wanted to thank you guys. Thank you, Zach, for all the all the hard work and your continued effort in all this uh, for, for our country, not just for the January 6th dependence and election sure. integrity, but, but just for our country in general and, and for keeping that fight up. And just know that because some of us have have disappeared. It's, it's not because we don't we don't still. We aren't still fighting the fight. It's just the fight's taking a bit more of our time nowadays. I understand, brother. Well, thank you so much for saying that. I really do appreciate it more than you know. Yeah, I'm glad you could be on tonight. So for God sure. bless you. Know that uh, my wife and I, we pray for you know, for all of you January 6th defendants all the time. Thank you. Thank you for that, brother Nate. And and, and I'm going to have to go and uh, watch this sermon I keep hearing people talk about now. I, I love I love getting myself introduced to new preachers. I set up a revival for a, a CWOW group all week last week, uh, like an at Churches Without Walls. Mm-hmm. They came into my city from Tennessee, and they used like my church parking lot for one of their CWOW things, and it was it was one of the most uplifting experiences. Right, it, it was a true revival. Right, it, it revived at least the congregation that that made it out. Awesome, awesome. Well, listen, man. Um, are you going to drop that? You're going to drop your handle in the Foxhole chat or the Rumble chat? I'm going to drop it in the Foxhole chat. Foxhole. Okay, I'm keeping an eye out right now for it. Okay. All right. As soon as we get off this call here, I'll go on in and do that. I've okay. got grandkids in the house, you know, and I wanted to kind of be respectful right. to your audience of and course. your ears. Awesome, Eric. Well, thank you so much, brother, and thank you for your efforts as well. And uh, hopefully, we talk to you again soon. Awesome, Zach. You have a nice night. You too. God bless. We'll see you. All right. Awesome. Well, that's a a great way to cap off the show. Before we go, Nate, uh, do you have any final thoughts for the audience? Uh, Yeah. Um, Listen, you know, campaigning is uh, tough. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's hard work and I can't do it alone. So uh, if any of your listeners are in West Virginia, uh, like I said, please do reach out to me. 
Um, you can, uh, there's a lot of different ways to do that. You can go on any of the social media and, uh, and tag me on there, uh, and let me know that you want to help. Uh, if you're not in West Virginia, but you have skills that might be able to help the campaign, um, that's something that, you know, I would be happy to, you know, to have your help with that. Uh, and if you have the means of being able to make a donation to my campaign, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, like I said, these campaigns are expensive. Um, and I've, you know, put 20,000 of my own money in this already. And so, uh, I do need to raise some funds and the best way to do that is, uh, you can go on to my website at, uh, Nate Kane for WV.com. And there is a donation link in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, you know, no, it is not uh, win red. Uh, it is Anandot and, uh, and folks can donate that way, or if they would prefer to write a check, um, there's instructions on that donate button. Uh, that tell you how to do that as well. So uh, the final thing I'll say is this, folks, we've got to pray. We absolutely have got to pray for our country. We have to be willing to, uh, and, and this is the key. It's not a matter of just stepping up and running for office. I would never run for office if I had not uh, believed that God called me to do so. And I would not recommend anybody running for office unless <laughs> God calls you to do so, because the process is so corrupt uh, that I think there's a lot of good people that get corrupted by it. Um, but what I will tell you is this, um, you know, please do pray and ask God, say, Lord, if you, you know, whatever you want me to do, let me know and I will do it and be willing. Uh, it's a scary prayer to pray. I prayed that when I was 16 years old and I accepted Jesus Christ into my life. And uh, he has brought me through a lot of very difficult times <laughs> Be careful about praying for things like patience, because <laughs> he will give you trials in order to learn patience. That's the truth. But uh, I, I will tell you, um, the way we make it out of this, uh, with all these issues and problems that we have right now, is by calling on the name of the Lord and, uh, and, and asking the Lord for forgiveness on behalf of our nation. It's not just about us. Uh, you know, our nation has done some wicked things, you know, whether it was the slavery that we had for you know, for a number of years and or whether it's the abortions uh, that continue to go on. Uh, there are a lot of things that uh, happen in our country that uh, I think bring uh, grief to God's heart. And more important, and uh, I think right now is, is we've seen a lot of people walk away from God and uh, he's trying to get our attention right now. And if we'll turn back to him, I do believe he will save our nation. So I'm asking for people to pray and, and seek God and ask him what he would have you do. That's all. Amen. All right. Uh, before we go, I need to say thank you to Nancy Lucky, who said uh, thank you for all you do yesterday on Cash App. Thank you so much, Nancy. Uh, also need to say thank you to Douche Elias. Pre appreciate you, Douche Elias. And then uh, Mary, who had no message but just donated on Cash App. So thank you so much, Mary. Thank you to everybody who is supporting the show, everybody who just hung out, liked the show. Uh, last thing I would ask you to do before you go, please hit that red pill or hit the like button. If you're over on Rumble, somebody in the comments yesterday said that all Rumble streams have spaces of dead air, and so it's an automatic thumbs down. Uh, you guys, I mean, I'm sorry that the platform isn't perfect. Uh, if you're seeing dead air, that could also be because your internet connection is not as strong and we're broadcasting in 1080. So please don't penalize the creators for something that they can't uh, help. Uh, if you found value in this program, if you believe in what Nate and I are trying to do, then please consider hitting the like button. 
It lets everybody who is on Rumble know that this is a great show, helps us get on the leaderboard, and obviously that helps to get more eyes on the truth and more eyes on people like Nate. Uh, And we're all doing this with our own money. We're all doing this on a bare-bones budget. And we need your support if we're going to be able to continue doing that now and into the future. So thank you again, Nate, for everything you're doing. Uh, I am so glad that we became friends years ago and that we remain so to this day. Uh, Thanks again to Guy for being here tonight, too, and and Gina. Great to see you guys. So until tomorrow night at 9 p.m. when I'm back with Dane Wigington, the creator of a number of uh, very interesting documentaries about chemtrails, what in the world are they spraying and why in the world are they spraying? Mm. Uh, these are two things that used to be conspiracy theories, but now the federal government is openly admitting to doing them. So be here tomorrow night at 9 for my conversation with Dane. Uh, and until then, good luck and God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. again to everybody who supported the program please consider supporting the sponsors as well uh don't forget onenessdrops.com my friends at onenessdrops.com offer chlorine dioxide water purification kits when you use code red pill excuse me rp78 you'll save 15 percent off and then of course a number of other sponsors who are actively sponsoring the show can be found in the description of the video debbie has passed them out when you support those sponsors it lets them know that this is a good place for them to advertise we'll see you guys 